It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. It's a Monday. And before I get everything really going today, I do have a a, a surprise for you guys. It's the latest episode of Social Justice Warrior. Just to get your day started, your Monday, on the right track. Okay, but hang on. Warning. This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee. And feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. So I had a breakfast with a friend on Sunday, and we were just talking about things in general for this coming week. He asked me about topics for, well, this week's shows. And honestly, I never know what I'm going to do from one day to the next. It depends on what the news cycle is as to how I go ahead and lay out the program from day to day. So often when people ask me, so what's on tomorrow's show? I don't know. I'll find out when I show up and look at the news, you know, what happened, and then I'll decide what I'm going to do. But I did know this. So on Friday, I said to you guys, look, just don't bother watching the news or reading news during the course of this weekend. When it has to do with political stuff, because it's all the same rhetoric over and over again. They're trying to get people excited and get them out to vote. And both political parties are saying a lot of things that aren't true. The news media is saying a lot of things that's not true. And, of course, they focus on the polls say, the polls say, the polls say, and that's garbage, too. So don't worry about it. And then when Tuesday comes around, of course... Here comes all of the election coverage, which is the same thing that you had to put up with this weekend. When the votes are tallied and we find out who has what as far as you know, what, what votes are counted, who won what, both sides already have their excuses ready for why they might have won or why they might have lost. Both sides. Yeah, and get ready for that. That's already going to happen. Then when we get to Wednesday, this is really when it's going to get sad. Wednesday through the rest of this week is going to be all of these political pundits and analysis telling you what the, re- the election results mean. And most of what they say is garbage. It really is. This is why, again, at this time, I turn, I turn that nonsense off. I'm not listening. Unless something really outrageous happens... I'm not paying attention to it myself because it isn't worth my time. It's the same thing every single election cycle. And every election cycle, you always hear this. I know things in America need to be fixed. I get that. But every election cycle, oh, each side says this. Both sides say this. If we lose this one, America is done. 
I've been hearing that my entire life. And yes, things do get bad in America, but I got news for you. Before you were born, things were bad too. So the idea that, well, we're just done, if that always happens, okay, we can talk about, and we will talk about how to get America back on track. But that's why I found other things to talk about. As far as the election news is concerned, just make sure for those who are thinking you might not want to vote because, well, the primary in Wyoming, if you're with me in Wyoming, the primary in Wyoming had already picked everybody. Well, there's all sorts of uh, ballot initiatives, constitutional amendments to the Wyoming Constitution, all sorts of things that you need to take a look at okay, before uh, Election Day and then vote on those things, if not the candidates themselves. All right. Now, because you guys got up early, I'm going to hit you with this. And I will play it throughout the rest of the morning. A while ago, you and I got started on some episodes of Social Justice Warrior. And the idea was he had he has to have his own version of a Batmobile. Miss Mary tossed out the idea that it should be his mom's car. It has to be an electric car. You guys were throwing out all sorts of ideas. So I wrote episode one, and I played that for you. I now have episode two. Episode three is will be produced probably later this week, and that will have Fire Pit Paul as average white guy because Social Justice Warrior is determined to get into a car chase. His electric car against average white guy's big diesel-powered pickup truck. So, okay, he has been, our social justice warrior has been waiting all night for the electric car to charge so he can get into a car chase. Let's find out what happens. We now return you to another thrilling episode of Social Justice Warrior. In our last episode, Social Justice Warrior was laying around waiting for his mother's electric car to charge so he could chase the bad guy. Unfortunately, it took all night to charge, and so the bad guy had a chance to go to the grocery store, get some bread and milk, and come home, watch some late-night TV, and sleep until morning. But now, daylight. And our warrior is ready for the chase. At last, the non-binary mobile is charged. And I can chase down my evil nemesis, average white guy. Better hurry. Your mom needs to go to work soon. She'll need her car back. Oh, don't tell her. I said I wouldn't. So what are you waiting for? Uh, well, if I'm going to get into a car chase, I have to wait for him to leave home, don't I? You're in luck. He's getting in his... heck is that noise? Unicorn farts. Oh, this is exciting. The chase is on. Will our hero catch his evil nemesis, average white guy? Then what exactly is he going to do with them once he catches them? Join us next time for another thrilling episode of Social Justice Warrior. So that's the latest episode, and that was the, see, I'm the voice of the announcer and social justice warrior, the Dan, who lives in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. He's the voice of the roommate. And remember, social justice warrior and his roommate live in the social justice warrior's mom's cellar, where there are about six 
or eight months or so behind on the rent between the two of them. They can't afford that because they sit around all day long doing, well, what you just heard right there. Yeah. 6.14 is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. In the aftermath of tragic attacks such as the one at Santa Fe High School in Texas, there is often an increase in hoax threats to schools and other public places. Whether false threats are made on social media, verbally or otherwise, criminals could be locked behind prison doors for up to five years. FBI Deputy Director David Bowditch. The Bureau and its law enforcement partners take each threat seriously. We investigate and fully analyze each threat to determine its credibility. In addition to time behind bars and a fine, other consequences of this crime include emotional distress to students, school personnel, and parents. False threats also drain taxpayer money and divert valuable law enforcement resources away from other critical responsibilities. Making false threats is not a joke. Think before you post. Report threats and suspicious behavior to law enforcement and in emergencies, dial 911. With FBI This Week, I'm Molly Halpern of the Bureau. In 2007, Marine First Lieutenant Travis Manion was killed in Iraq after saving his wounded teammates. Travis's legacy lives on through the five words he spoke before leaving for his final deployment. If not me, then who? Words that today fuel the spirit of Travis Manion Foundation. Words that live in veterans, families of the fallen, and inspired civilians who go out of their way to find a way, who help others with the help of others, who bounce back after each setback, who make good on good intentions. Through Travis Manion Foundation, if not me, then who are words that can live in you too. Show the world what your character is made of, because character is invisible until it's not. Find out how you can strengthen the character of your community alongside empowered veterans, families of the fallen, and inspired civilians at travismanion.org. That's travismanion.org. I do my best when I feel safe and inspired to learn. That's a school board thing. I want better opportunities than my parents had. That's a school board thing. We need to prepare students for the jobs of the future. That's a school board thing. Let's pay teachers like the professionals they are. That's a school board thing. School boards transform communities. Text SCHOOL to 225568 to learn about school board meetings. That's SCHOOL to 225568 to learn more from XQ. Message and data rates may apply. I can't believe he found them. He seems sorry. We very clearly told him not to look up there. I'm honestly impressed that he was able to do it. Right? What, did he balance on that big chair? Or... Yeah, I mean, I guess he'll just know what his gifts are this year. I really thought we had hidden them well. If they can find their presence, they can find a gun. 911, what is your emergency? Every day, eight kids and teens are unintentionally killed or injured by loaded and unlocked guns. Learn how to make your home safer at nfamilyfire.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and End Family Fire. Talk radio's gotten too serious and too angry. It needs more weirdness, more satire. And we bring it to you weekdays on Wake Up Wyoming. Did you miss your favorite characters? You know, like this guy. Why can't people just have their moms take them to, to the hospital? Download the Wake Up Wyoming app, Touch On Demand, and then Wyoming Altered States. Season 2 is being released now. Mom, we gotta go to the hospital! As a parent, your life is your child. With Luke, he's just, he's the whole world, you know? He was diagnosed with acute lymphoblastic leukemia, and it just rips your heart out. You feel completely helpless. 
But when you come to St. Jude, that is a whole nother level of care. You have cutting edge scientific research here, doctors at the top of their game, and there's nothing but love in everything that they do. I asked my wife, I was like, what is this gonna cost us? And then we did a little bit of research and then we realized that no family ever receives a bill. St. Jude covers the cost of everything so that we could focus on our family. St. Jude gave our family the chance to be together. They saved our son's life and we did not pay a cent. And that wouldn't have been possible without St. Jude. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. This is the story of a very special woman. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician or an entrepreneur. Her knowledge was limitless and still is. She could also make monsters disappear, especially those that lurked in the shadows under the bed. Once, this woman put back together a teenage girl's broken heart, which had been shattered in a thousand pieces just by giving her a bear hug. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources at aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on air, online, and on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. This is K2 Radio. 6 minutes of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. So, as I take a look at, uh, again, Tuesday day deadline for everybody to go to the polls. I say deadline because you can vote early if you want. And right away, here's the kind of stuff I'll let you know that I'm ignoring. Not just the polls because they're constantly the latest polls, the polls, the poll. Forget it. They have nothing to talk about. Then I came across this headline. Political experts pause right there. So you know how I deal with experts, right? Yeah. All right. I, I'm not really that into political experts because experts of any kind, really. How many times have you heard me making fun of so-called experts that are constantly getting things wrong? <clears throat> so the headline is political experts in, in, um, issue midterm election predictions. Most conclude GOP will take House and Senate is a toss-up. Okay. So in other words, the political experts are saying they don't know. Yeah, all right. Stories, at this point, you don't have a a story, right? Well, think of the headline right there. It says the political experts aren't sure who's going to win this. Oh, well, okay. Then you don't have a story. Oh, but no, no, no. The writer has to file a story. That's what they get paid for. So voters gearing up to head to the polls Tuesday, participate in the most contentious political showdown of the year, the 2022 midterm elections, while several political insiders are divided over who will take control of the Senate and the House, others believe Republicans can take both chambers. Uh, political insiders from both sides of the aisle provided Fox News Digital with their what, what their predictions are going to be. And so now here I have a whole list of different predictions that they're making, right? And I could read them all off to you, but what's the point? Because this goes back to what I've 
talked about many times before with political, well, not just, again, political experts, economic experts, so many other so-called experts, and how often they get things wrong. And yet we continue to go back to them as experts of some kind. So this is why years ago I classified this as just the news media has to fill airtime. They have to put stuff up on websites. You know, they have to, content, it's all about content. So they don't know what to do. They just fill it with so-called experts. And there are people that get paid to be so-called experts that, again, we keep going back to them. Answer, and this is how I think we get rid of them. Quit clicking on that stuff. Just don't. Just don't. Don't even bother. Because every time somebody clicks on it, that says to them, oh, gosh, good, 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 good. This is what people want. Yeah, turn it off. Go do something else for a while. Now, it is important, I think, if we're going to listen to anything that anybody says, and this is where I think it is important for us to pay close attention to what some candidates say during election time so we can use it against them, as far as I'm concerned. And I'll show you what I mean. I have a story up on the Wake Up Wyoming site. This is the kind of stuff that I look for. So... Some time ago, the president, while speaking at a rally, this is just a like a week or so ago, blamed high energy prices and the lack of some energy, even the diesel shortage, stuff like this, on oil companies not drilling. Here's what he said. And by the way, by the way, you know, Putin's invasion of Ukraine sent gas prices soaring around the world. But because of the actions we've taken, gas prices are coming down. Here in America at home, they're down $1.25 since the summer peak of $5. And look, back in June, back in June, they were $5 average price across America. It's a difficult time across America. The country stepped up and did the right thing. But not everyone. I know we have a lot of leases out here in New Mexico for oil companies, and we haven't slowed them down at all. They should be drilling more than they're doing now. If they were drilling more, we'd have more more relief at the pump. Now, okay, so you heard him say if they were drilling more, we would have more relief at the pump. So he's at a rally in New York this weekend, and there's a climate activist yelling at him. Would there be any place for oh, wait, wait, Sorry, not that one. Let me get to the one yeah, this weekend, New York. Thank you. No more drilling. There is no more drilling. Okay, here's where the climate activist is yelling at him. New drilling. But there is drilling going on, especially in the Gulf of Mexico and so on, is what the activist is yelling at Biden. So Biden will go ahead and answer them. That was before I was president. We're trying to work on that, get that done. Thank you. Okay, so no more drilling. No more drilling. All right, so you just heard him say that these companies need to be out there drilling. But then he says... No more drilling. Now, let's go back to when he first ran for president. Would there be any place for fossil fuels, including coal and fracking, in the Biden administration? No, we would would work it out. We would make sure it's eliminated. No more drilling on federal lands. No more drilling, including offshore. No ability for the oil industry to continue to drill, period. I guarantee we're going to end fossil fuel. What about, say, stopping fracking and stopping pipeline infrastructure? No more, no new fracking. We are going to get rid of fossil fuels. I've argued against any more oil drilling or 
gasoline on federal lands. No one's going to build a coal-fired plant again, and we're going to get rid of the ones we have now. Have a transition from the oil industry, yes. Would you be willing to sacrifice some of that growth, even knowing potentially that it could displace thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of blue-collar workers in the interest of transitioning to that greener economy? The answer is yes. So here we have the president on one hand saying, well, all the energy shortage and the energy prices are because these companies won't get out there and drill. We have all these leases. They should be out there getting to work. Then he turns to his activists, especially at Saturday's, Sunday's rally in New York. He turns to them and says, oh, no, I'm trying to end drilling. No more drilling. When he was first running for president, I'm going to end all drilling. And he also means digging, too, for coal, stuff like that. You have quotes of him saying that. So at this point, you got to wonder if you're if somebody's in the energy industry, what exactly are they thinking? What what exactly are they supposed to do with this? Well, uh, does the president want us to get to work and get out there and drill or not? Because what the president says depends on who he's talking to, what the context is as well. So if he's complaining about high energy prices and a shortage of energy, he's going to blame the oil and gas companies. But when he's in front of climate activists who are saying, you got to shut it all down, well, that's exactly what I'm trying to do. Which is it? Imagine trying to be in the energy industry in America right now, as the president's administration and the bureaucracy guided by the president squeezes the industry, squeezes it, to try to put it out of business. As he said, his own words, try to put it out of business. That's the point of all of this. And at the same time, he's turning to foreign countries and saying, hey, uh, could we have some more oil and gas because we have a serious crisis and prices are going through the roof. And he drains the strategic energy reserve. What happens if he runs out of that? What happens if he sucks down the strategic oil reserve to the bottom? And that's out. Then what does he do? Okay. So you see the problem that we're facing here. The only thing I find important to do during an election cycle is point out discrepancies like that when politicians will say whatever they need to say in front of whatever crowd they're in front of. They're in front of a different crowd, they'll say something different. Stuff like that I'll actually pay attention to when they're just flat out lying like you heard the president doing. Coming up on 6.30, local news coming your way. Update on your weather forecast right after that. Then you and I get back into it. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Live on AM 1030 K2 Radio and the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Six thirty-six of the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Okay, I'll maybe touch on some electric, electric election stuff. Maybe, maybe later on today. Probably not tomorrow. Again, I, I just stay away from it until it's over. It's just a whole lot of noise and nonsense. I have nothing else to talk about. Let's talk about something that happened during the course of this weekend. So Saturday, really windy, right? I got some new next-door neighbors. We Well, I warned them 
It, Wyoming's a great place. You'll love it. When we get into this time of year, just be careful of those winds. Right? And they were from Alabama. I remember, nice people, but, you know, I always have to remind myself, Alabama is the only state that Arkansas is allowed to make fun of. Just, but they're good people anyway. So, all right, here's what I found. If you go to Wake Up Wyoming site, several stories. Yesterday, I keep saying yesterday, Saturday, I was driving close to the radio studios, and there's an apartment complex, and there's a row of big metal light posts, really heavy, tall metal light posts. One of them almost blew right through the roof of an apartment as it fell over. A tree caught it, barely. So there's that story. I have pictures of that. But hang on. It wasn't just that. I-80, which is currently open, by the way. That surprised me, but I-80 is still open. So we have several pictures here. Semi-crash shuts down R-25 near Casper. There was that. Wyoming Highway Patrol shares windy outcome. We have pictures, I mean, galore of I-80 with trucks just tipped all over the place. Oh, there was there was a lot of that going on. There were trucks flipped left and right all over the place on the interstate. And on social media as well, a lot of pictures of trucks that were just completely blown over. Now, I, I look at that, and you truckers who have experience driving I-80 like that can go ahead and tell me what you are up against. And I know you can call and say, well, wind. Yeah, I know. For those people heading eastbound, mostly you would have had a lot of wind at your back. But when we get into some areas where it gets up to 100-mile-an-hour winds, yeah, and you have to make – I know the highway is not completely straight. You have to make a little bit of a – turn as the highway weaves back and forth. And then I wonder about those truckers that are trying to drive into the wind with about 100-mile-an-hour winds. I-25 could have been worse because it's a direct crosswind, something like that. And I've seen truckers just pull over on I-25 just because it's just too windy. We're just I'm just pulling over. And they'll try into one of those truck pullover areas that they put along the interstate. And I've seen them try to point the truck into the wind, the prevailing wind anyway, when they park. And for you guys out there who are trying to work on a day that is that windy, I often wonder, what do you do when you're empty? I mean, if you have a full load, you at least got some weight there, right? When you're empty and you're high profile, holy cow. So, yeah, that got really bad on Saturday. Sunday, actually, by comparison, was really calm and not all that bad. So that's the first windy part that we're going to go through. We have Don Day coming up in just a couple of minutes here with your weather forecast for uh, the rest of this week. And I know that there is just a little bit of snow coming up in your forecast, and I think it's this afternoon. I'm checking on it right now. You'll hear him talk about it in just a couple of minutes here. But let me see, Monday, yep, windy later on. Right now, some of you are getting a little bit of snow, but it gets a little windy later on. Tuesday, windy again, although I don't think as bad as this last Saturday. Wednesday, Thursday, chance of snow. And that's when temperatures get really low. I mean, we could end up in the mid-teens as your temperatures and overnight lows in the single digits. So here it comes, slowly Creep calling in comes wintertime, and this is about seasonal. So waiting again 
for I-80 to be closed and now taking bets on when do you think the first closure of I-80 for this season is going to happen. I was actually surprised that it didn't happen during the course of this weekend. I was waiting for that. I was waiting on Saturday. So at some point, they're just going to close down. I if, it, if they did, I didn't see it. But I was waiting for that to happen, mainly because of the wind. We got some snow in the area, and that was being blown around, but mainly because of those heavy winds. And Don Day had warned us about that on Friday's program when I had him on live at uh, 745, like I do every single morning. So, okay, he's going to give you an update on the forecast, and then I have him live again at 745 this morning as he explains to you what's coming the rest of the week. And I don't see any major weather events heading your way, but we do have to get ready for more wind and more snow. It's that time of year. 642, wake up Wyoming. This day weather. News, weather, and a pocket full of opinions. Wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Six forty-eight is the time. It's wake up, Wyoming. Off we go to the ice box. Frank Gambino is waiting by. So you have a good time with volleyball over the weekend. You know, I'm just getting my hearing back. Wow. Okay. You know, it gets pretty loud and it's continuous because okay. you have you know four matches going on at one right. time. But I, it was really exciting. Okay. It was good. It was a good time. I I I, I, enjoy, I enjoy those kind of things, but. More and more people are wearing earplugs. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say wear earplugs. Yeah, it's, yeah. More and more people are. Yeah, you can get and the hunt. You've seen hunters with them when they go shooting. Those little spongy ones you push yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that's and, all you need because you can still hear when someone's talking to you, but it, it'll cut down a lot on the level of noise. And uh, there, there's a couple of people that we've worked with here at the studios that you know you have to look directly at them. And talk to them and enunciate, or they can't hear you. Oh, that that that'd be probably me also. Oh, I mean, okay, I'd... I you know I, I think I've lost a lot of my hearing uh, because I went to a lot of rock and roll and heavy metal. Oh, when I was younger. okay, yeah. seriously. It, I mean, it, I start, starting when I was like fifteen or sixteen. Uh, yeah, you know, and we were like right there. You know, and... see, not only did I never go to those concerts, I just don't like crowds like that. But in the radio business, you know, back in the days when we all wore those big cans on our heads? Yes. Okay, well, I never cranked those up. And as soon as earbuds were invented, you've seen me in this studio. I have that one hanging loosely in my right ear, and it's no louder than a average speaking voice. Which, yeah, and I, and I wear the, the bigger headphones, but I turn them down, too. Yeah, yeah. You now, know, our friend, and I have a lot of respect for this man, Bob Price, if he plugs in the headphones, you'll know because you'll be able to hear it in the next studio. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's uh, he's got some real... Now, even when I go uh, flying, you know, people wear headphones. Originally, uh, single-propeller airplanes didn't have any headphones. And when they wanted to talk over the radio, they had a microphone and a speaker overhead. So imagine how loud all that had to be. Oh, how do you hear? Yes, and then later they came up with headphones, but even then, while that reduced the noise, not enough, and people were still losing their hearings. I have high-tech noise-canceling headsets. I wish I'd have thought about that. Yeah. So when you go to these sporting events, now you got four teams on the floor at once. Yeah. Then you got the crowds. Yeah. Then you got the announcer over the loudspeaker. Two of them. Two of them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, I think I already know what I'm going to get you for Christmas, Frank. Earplugs. Uh, oh well, okay. Yeah, I'm just just a little fuzzy. I'm I'm a cheap guy here. I'm I'm not going to buy anything expensive. Just a little rubbery ones that you shove into your ears, 
you know, so you can go ahead and enjoy things like that without showing up this morning going, I'm still trying to get my hearing back. As long as they're not orange. In men's college basketball tonight, the Wyoming Cowboys tip off the season hosting Colorado Christian in Laramie. The folks have high hopes this season, returning the bulk of uh, that team that went to the NCAA tournament last season. However, the team will be out, will be without their best player in Graham E.K. for six to eight weeks with a lower leg injury. He averaged 18 points a game last season. We may not see him on the floor until the non-conference season is over. As a 7 p.m. start tonight from Laramie, we'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KCGY in Laramie. In high school volleyball, from over the weekend. Kelly Walsh won the 4A state championship with a straight set win over Cody. The Trojans beat Cody four times this season. KW also survived a grueling five-set match with Laramie in the semifinal round. KW last won a state championship back in 2019. Mountain View won the 3A title with a five-set win over rival Lovell. In 2A, Burns defeated defending champion Bighorn in four sets. That was the first state championship for Burns in volleyball since 1992. Riverside won their first state title ever in volleyball with a thrilling five-set win over Southeast. In the high school football Football playoffs over the weekend in the semifinal round of 4A. Defending champion Sheridan beat Cheyenne Central 63-42. Sheridan running back Colson Kuhn set a Wyoming High School 11-man rushing record with an astronomical 517 yards rushing and seven touchdowns. Incredible. Sheridan will play Cheyenne East in the 4A championship this Saturday night in Laramie as the T-Birds hung on and beat Natrona 55-36 in the semis on Friday night. In 3A, defending champion Cody beat Buffalo 42-7. They'll play Star Valley on Friday in Laramie for the state championship. Star Valley beat Douglas this past Friday, 48-27. In 2A, defending champion Lyman lost to Bighorn on the road, 7-0. So Bighorn will play undefeated Lovell at Newt on Friday in Laramie for the 2A championship. Lovell beat Cokeville in the semifinal round, 28-7. And 1A, 9-man defending champion Shoshone knocked off Wind River, 40-6. The Wranglers will meet Pine Bluffs for the state title on Saturday at 1 in Laramie. The Hornets eliminated Rocky Mountain, 35-32. And 1A, 6-man defending champion Little Snake River beat Encampment, 7 71-8. They'll meet Burlington in the state title game at 10 a.m. on Saturday in Larrabee. Burlington beat Dubois in the semifinal 77-28. The 4A Girls State High School Swimming and Diving Championships wrapped up on Saturday. Laramie won the state title for the sixth consecutive year. Laramie senior Ashley Mathis won two events, the 200 and 500 meter freestyle races, and that's it in sports. So everything that Frank just talked about, Wild Prep Sports, I mean, you all have... We're all over it. Oh, you, yeah. You we're have, all uh, over that. Volleyball. You have swimming up here. Football. Uh, yes, mean. it's all there. And I've noticed not just uh, pictures, but there's loads of videos happening here, too. I know. How, how, how does that work? Yeah, so anybody who might have missed any kind of a game, you have no excuse. Wild Preps, download it. It's an app. You can get it at Trap Store for free. Free. Frank worked all weekend for this, so that's all up there. Who else worked with you? Because you weren't everywhere. Well, David Settle was David over Settle at, was at swimming. Too. Okay, so there you go. Again, pictures, videos all over the place. Yep. Have a good time with it. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business, we have to take care of we're going to roll into news time after that. That national local update on the weather forecast. You and I get back into it again. Wake up, Wyoming. Seven oh six 
6 the time it's Wake Up Wyoming. It is a Monday. And yeah, you're going to get some weather today. As you heard with Don Day's forecast for your area, it's going to happen. You're going to get uh, a little bit of snow, a little bit of wind, stuff like that. Well, maybe a lot of wind like some of you did over the weekend. And it did cause some problems. Oh, there's... Hey, Cheyenne. What was the sign? I think it was near the Luxury Diner. There's a uh, neon sign... Uh, it was a blown to a hotel, I think it was, right? Uh, like an Indian head thing? That was blown down. In Casper, Wyoming, I caught a scene and I took some pictures of a big metal, big, big metal light post that was knocked over almost into an apartment. A tree barely caught it. So I got pictures of emergency officials showing up for that. I-80 and I-25, usual suspect spots, had trucks tipped over. So, yeah, it got kind of bad during the course of the weekend. We'll update you on that. All right, so, yes, election time. Your deadline for voting is tomorrow. From Wyoming Public Media, several GOP candidates who lost in the primary are running as write-ins. Now, some of these people have some pretty good support. Story here says, 2022 general election just, uh, well, tomorrow is the deadline. Several Republican candidates had lost their primary bids are running as write-in or independents. And while this has occurred in previous elections, this year the story says bit different. It's not even close, said Senator Ogden Driscoll. He's Republican Devil's Tower, who is facing the well-organized write-in challenge. We have more uh, contested speaker House and Senate races than we've had in a lot of years. And on top of that, he says, after primary elections for the first time, we have numbers of independents and others that have filed and are running in another way. So, no, there's no doubt that this is... One of the most active cycles I've ever seen, said Driscoll. Now, Driscoll has held a leadership position, including being in the Senate majority as a floor leader and has had state senator for dozens of years. So he's been around for a very long time. His family owns the property around Devil's Tower and has since the beginning. That goes back generations. He represents Crook and part of Weston and Camel County and is running for his first term, uh, fourth term in the Senate. In addition to writing campaigns, Roger Conant, former chair of the Crook County Republican Party, also faces another writing challenge. And despite that candidate saying he didn't in, uh, endorse the effort, it can t- well, it, it might fizzle out. But now, this time, now, it's the first time Driscoll has ever faced a writing opposition, first time in his career. He said this is probably as organized as writing gets. But let's not forget, besides that, there's also, for governor, Brent Bien. I had on just a little while ago a lady who started the campaign. And for a while there, Brent Bien didn't even know that he was a writing candidate. He was a candidate for governor. And he he got a good number of votes, but still lost to Mark Gordon. And so people just decided, there were quite a few people out there just decided that Brent Bien needs to be the next governor. So they started a writing campaign. And I did, again, have the lady who started that whole thing on the program a few weeks ago. Good interview. And then I got a hold of Brent, who I haven't had a chance to talk to since the end of the primary. I got a hold of him and asked him what he thought about it. And he's fine with it. It's just... It's not his organized effort. He's not doing it. 
people who would like to see him as governor. It's just literally a grassroots effort, and he's sort of shrugging his shoulders saying, well, you know, if, if that's what you want, okay. Let me see. Uh, there's a few others here. Uh, after a primary loss, Junkin organized herself, managed to get 160 signatures, be an independent candidate, general election. That will appear on the ballot. So some of these people will appear. It depends on which race you're talking about around the state. Because there's quite a few races around the state. Depends on where you are. You might have seen something locally that I didn't. But there's quite a few writing campaigns and candidates who are actually able to get themselves on the ballot. So for those who want to do the write-in thing, what you have to be aware of is, well, it's it's too late now. Uh, there's a there's a window of opportunity to get attention for your candidate as a write-in. Write-in is one of the most difficult things to do. And a lot of it has to do with just the publicity of it. Most people don't, despite the best efforts of a grassroots campaign, most people don't even know that a write-in is happening. So that's one of the toughest things to do, is get the word out there, hey, write my person's name in if you're endorsing someone or trying to get someone elected as a write-in candidate. That's why Ogden Driscoll is a little surprised looking at this going, wow, this is really an organized effort out here, isn't it? Yes, it really is. An, I mean, highly organized effort that's happening with Ogden Driscoll. But we'll see what happens there. If he did lose to a, a writing campaign, as far as I know, it would be the first time that ever happened in the state of Wyoming. There have been others in the past that were noted and got some good attention, even writing candidates for a governor over the years uh, that have gotten at least enough votes to get the attention of the public like wow that guy got a good number of votes but never enough to really win and some people worry about splitting the votes so for example if you wanted to write in brent bn are we going to split the vote and the democrat candidate wins well the democrat candidate is so far behind that no matter what happens, they're not going to win this. It isn't happening. That's how far behind the Democrat candidate is. Did you know there is a candidate on the Libertarian ticket running for governor? Yeah, most of you never heard of the guy. There is the next problem there. So there are – it's hard enough to be a candidate for a third or fourth party. And there are other parties out there besides Democrat and Republican. That's hard enough. Difficult enough to be an independent on the ballot. That's really difficult to do. People vote by name recognition mostly. To be a write-in candidate? But what's notable is it's happening a lot around the state of Wyoming. I wonder if there's just that level of dissatisfaction. I think that's probably what it is. There's such a high level of dissatisfaction, yeah, that uh, people are looking for any alternative that they can, which is one of the reasons I look at the Libertarian Party and the Constitution Party in Wyoming. Hey, guys, if you ever wanted to get everybody's attention, this is your time. Make some noise for once. Most Wyomingites don't even know that your parties exist. 714, wake up Wyoming. 2220 Sports Report is presented by Ford Trucks. Built Ford tough and Wyoming strong. The good news? 
Graham E.K. will return to the floor this season. The bad? Jeff Linder said don't expect to see the preseason Mountain West Player of the Year for a minimum of six to eight weeks with a lower leg injury. While Wyoming's third-year head coach didn't get into specifics, only saying E.K. did not suffer a knee injury, the six-foot-nine, 255-pound forward could miss the entire non-conference slate, which begins Monday night when Colorado Christian pays a visit to the Arena Auditorium for a 7 p.m. tip-off. Very unfortunate, especially timing, and there's never good timing, but uh, one of those things Thankfully, I think we caught early to where it didn't turn into something even bigger. So right now, you know, there's really not a timetable. He will be out indefinitely. Hopefully, we'll have him back sooner or later. But um, you know, we probably won't see him here for at a minimum of probably six six weeks, eight weeks. I don't know. Ek averaged 19.5 points and 9.6 rebounds per game last year while helping lead the Cowboys to the 16th NCAA tournament appearance in program history. In America, the future belongs to everyone so we built the vehicles of the future for everyone command the road with built ford tough trucks gear up and head out in a ford suv or check out ford's adventurous new lineup like bronco bronco sport and maverick order your perfect truck or suv built for you by you or get big cash back low apr and exclusive lease offers at your local ford stores where the future is for everyone Hey, Wyoming. The Wyoming Lottery wants you to know there's another reason to cheer on our pokes. If the Cowboys win, you win too. That's right. If the pokes win, then Cowboy draw tickets are buy one, get one free the Sunday after each game from 11 to 2 p.m. So let's go, Wyo. This has been the 7220 Sports Report presented by Ford. Built for America and built Ford Proud. Talk radio's gotten too serious and too angry. It needs more weirdness, more satire. And we bring it to you weekdays on Wake Up Wyoming. Did you miss your favorite characters, you know, like this guy? Why can't people just have their moms take them to to the hospital? Download the Wake Up Wyoming app, Touch On Demand, and then Wyoming Altered States. Season 2 is being released now. Mom, we gotta go to the hospital! Every two minutes, a woman in the U.S. is diagnosed with breast cancer. And in that split second, her life changes forever. The toll of breast cancer is great. The need to support those who are battling the disease today is even greater. We're fighting alongside patients because we know one moment can change a lifetime. United by hope, we can end breast cancer. Join our fight. Save lives. News and weather together at the top and bottom of every hour. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Seven nineteen is the time. Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. All right, so... Uh, Looking at a story at Cowboy State Daily, and I thought, hang on a second here. Not surprising, but you ever notice that there's something that surprises you at the same time you acknowledge that it shouldn't be surprising? All right, that's what I'm dealing with here. Go to Teton County. County commissioner says no more free market housing. Opponents disagree. The race for T-Town County Commissioners heated up last month, story says, Vice Chair, Opposition to Free Market Housing Development. Hmm. We'll get to that, about how to solve the outrageous 
costs of housing in Teton County. There's a way to do this, and it has to do with the free market, not with some government program to come in. There's there's definitely ways to get something like this done that could actually solve their housing problem quickly, and that's mostly about the high cost of everything. Uh, I mean, so outrageous that people can't even afford to live there. We're just holding a basic job like working retail and so on. Okay, so on the phone with me right now is Amberly Snyder. Now, Amberly and I are, are best friends because I follow her on Facebook, so obviously we're best friends, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. She has no idea. No, I followed you a while ago because I found a story about you, and I thought, oh, I'm impressed. And you just keep going. This is a lady who got into an accident a while back, but it never stopped her career and her passion. So you're a Wyoming lady, right? I am from Utah, but I rest in Wyoming. Okay. That okay. That that's fine. That's close enough for us. Now, for for what I'm talking about, I'd like you to describe it here. You were in barrel racing, is that correct? Yes. Okay. Yes, I've been a barrel racer my whole life. So, what happened to you then that changed your life? Well, I was on my way to Denver, Colorado, for the stock show, and I was involved in a rollover truck accident where I broke my back and left me paralyzed from the waist down. Okay. So you would think that would end a career. So how do you keep going? Well, I figured out with a seatbelt on my style that I could still compete. Um, and I've been able to, in the past 12 years since my accident, figure out how to compete as a, the only professional paralyzed rail racer in the U.S. Okay. So there you go. I mean, obviously, if you have a passion enough for something, you'll figure out how to get it done. And when I take a look at the pictures that you post on your Facebook page, I see someone who seems to be as fit and as active as ever before. So you're still you're still doing this professionally, then? Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, if if I wanted the goal before of where I wanted to be and what I wanted to accomplish, and I've been okay. lucky enough to continue to work for that. All right. Now, besides doing that, this is why I say I like following people like you because. There really is no excuse, whatever happened to you, and we all go through bad things from time to time. But as far as I'm concerned, there's no excuse for quitting. You use those bad moments in your life as, I would say, inspiration to try even harder and then show other people what they can accomplish. Because there's people who don't have any of the problems that you do, and yet they're wondering, well, how do I compete? So if you can, they can, right? Absolutely. I hope I hope that's what people get from my story is that they can honestly be the ones to decide what they'll accomplish. Yeah, right. Okay, so let's talk about your story then because you're going to be telling your story pretty soon. You go around as a motivational speaker. And where are you going to be next? I am I'm going to be coming there next to speak, but in between there, I'm heading to Texas today for a hunt. I'll go from Texas to Vegas for a barrel race, um, for a rodeo, and then I'm going to go from there and then I'll be coming to Wyoming to speak. Okay. Laramie County Community College, campus number 10, is where she's going to be at. And this is going to be... Do you have the date and time in front of you that you're going to be there? I don't. I don't have that in front of me. Okay. We got to get... That is probably in my notes right in front of you, if I can get my eyes to focus on it. But anyway, yeah, you will be speaking at LCCC is what it's called, Laramie County Community College, for those people in the Laramie County or Cheyenne, Wyoming area. And it is, again, a good, I think, 
opportunity for people. We all go through tough times. I know we all do. But to look at somebody who's had it far tougher, and yet take a look at your schedule here. So you're going hunting, you're going barrel racing, and you're public speaking. And is that just this week? That is, well, and then I end the week in Disneyland for my dad's birthday. Oh, okay. All right. Wait, wait. The, the count- so, yes, but that is all But that is all this week, yes. Okay. All in just one. Okay. So, in other words, you don't know how to slow down, do you? Not a whole lot. And okay. I'm glad for that. I don't want to do a whole lot of slowing down. Okay. All right. So, uh, for those people who would like to see her, I'll go ahead and make sure I get the schedule up here. Uh, oh, and by the way, you won multiple titles and awards in junior rodeos before any of this happened. How old were you when the accident happened? I was 18 when I was in my car accident. Okay. How old are you now? I am 31 now. Wow. So you've been, like, nonstop this entire time. Trying to. They're I trying feel like to. that's kind of the goal. You hope you can. Yeah, okay. So what about the rest of your life, then, besides doing the barrel age, which is highly active? I mean, at that point, that makes you an athlete. What have you done with the, the rest of your life? Is it uh, normal like you'd hoped it would be? Um, I mean, the fact that I get to speak, and um, I'm, I absolutely love to speak. I wouldn't have known I'd ever find a career that I loved as much as being on the back of a horse. But right. I do, so I get to speak. And then, of course... Um, things like hunting or traveling with my family and i get to do all of those too i have i i guess i mean i get to do all those things okay so the moral of the story here is never slow down let me see l triple c arena from nine thirty. write this down will you because this is your schedule i have it and you don't <laughs> uh l triple c <laughs> arena from nine thirty till 11 a.m the public is welcome to observe the clinic and you're speaking on uh, tragedy to triumph so it's a motivational address and it's the address is scheduled from six to seven thirty at the A and B Bank Leadership Center, and Clay and Pathfinder Building, and is free and open to the public. There, did you get all that down so you know where to go? Yep, okay. I got it. Sure. I know where I'll be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for those people who want to, and I think it really is inspiring. That's why I follow you on social media. Uh, where do they find you on social media? Facebook is one I know. You can find me on Facebook, on Instagram, on TikTok, on YouTube. You can Google me. You can find my website online, AmberlySnyder.org. Find me on any of those. Okay. Thank you for coming on this morning, and thanks for being such an inspiration to everybody out there. Thank you. All right. You have a good day. So I found, and let me tell you a story that's much like hers. There was some years ago, I was in Tampa, and... I yeah, I, Nate and Casper. What's with all the noise? Her and there's one other guest that I have on from time to time. They're busy in the background and they hear a lot of noise while they're talking with me. They're usually busy while they're on the phone with me. But okay, I was in Tampa and I had a chance to meet an attorney who's one of the most successful attorneys in the Tampa Bay area. And he was in a wheelchair, looking a lot like Stephen Hawking's. He had been that way most of his life, all twisted up in the wheelchair and had to use the machine to talk. And yet he was one of the most successful attorneys in Tampa Bay. And he had been, again, been that way most of his life. And I looked at him and I thought, well, I have no excuses, do I? I really don't think that I do. 
And so every time I hear somebody's sob story, I think of people like who I just interviewed and that gentleman in Tampa. And I think, you know, I, we all go through hard times. We all do. But honestly, if you want to accomplish something you know, compared to other people who've gone through so much more and achieved so much more than you, you can't really hold up any excuses for yourself. So, yeah, I think that's probably a good if you want to see her speak. And see, she's going to be at LCCC for those in Laramie County, 9.30 till 11 a.m. Public is welcome to observe the clinic. She is, again, paralyzed from the waist down, but she's a power waster. And she'll be speaking from 6 to 7.30 p.m. at the A&B Bank Leadership Center in the Clay Pathfinder Building, free and open to the public. Okay, so coming up on some local business that we have to take care of, news time and all that. Right after that, we roll into your weather forecast. Speaking of which, a lot of weather changes coming your way. Dawn Day is going to be on at 745 because more wind, more snow coming your way. Let's wake up Wyoming. Glenn Woods now at 888-97-WOODS. This is Wake Up Wyoming on K2 Radio. Trying to type something to Miss Mary here and I'm just not making it. So anyway, Miss Mary, yes, that sounds perfect this Constitution Party candidate. Let's get them on. There's a couple of them out there. But it's very difficult. They don't make a whole lot of noise, so they're going to make some noise since it's election time. All right, it's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. So I began the program right out of the gate, 6 o'clock this morning, with the latest episode of Social Justice Warrior. This is the one that I suggested an idea for it, and you guys started tossing me what I should put in there. Even Miss Mary threw in that, oh, the car needs to be his mother's car. Yes, okay. His mom's car, of course. So social justice warrior needs to get, he needs to have his own version of the Batmobile. But of course, it has to be an electric vehicle and it has to be his mom's car. After that, you guys threw in other suggestions that became the episodes. Now, this is probably going to end up being a four-part series by the time I get done with it. Yeah, I think it probably will be. You've already heard part one. So now I have part two. This is where the social justice warrior wants to get into a car chase with his evil nemesis, average white guy. But in order to do that, he has to wait for his mom's Tesla to charge up overnight. That's where we pick up this episode. We now return you to another thrilling episode of Social Justice Warrior. In our last episode, Social Justice Warrior was laying around waiting for his mother's electric car to charge so he could chase the bad guy. Unfortunately, it took all night to charge, and so the bad guy had a chance to go to the grocery store, get some bread and milk, and come home, watch some late-night TV, and sleep until morning. But now, daylight, and our warrior is ready for the chase. Dad? 
at last, the non-binary mobile is charged, and I can chase down my evil nemesis, average white guy. Better hurry. Your mom needs to go to work soon. She'll need her car back. Oh, don't tell her. I said I wouldn't, so what are you waiting for? Uh, well, if I'm going to get into a car chase, I have to wait for him to leave home, don't I? You're in luck. He's getting in his... heck is that noise? Unicorn farts. Oh, this is exciting. The chase is on. Will our hero catch his evil nemesis, average white guy? And what exactly is he going to do with them once he catches them? Join us next time for another thrilling episode of Social Justice Warrior. You're going to love when I get the car chase scene together because you got the sound of the diesel truck. Plus the electric vehicle with the unicorn farts, and there's all sorts of tire squealing going on. Oh, that's going to be fun to produce. I'm really going to enjoy this. All right, coming up on Election Day. So deadline for election is tomorrow, Tuesday. And of course, this is the peak of my Stay Out the Vote campaign. Do you pay much attention to politics? So what, do you get your news from Facebook, Twitter, maybe some late-night comedy show? Do you even have any idea who your senator is? Who's the vice president? So how do you decide who you're going to vote for? What, do you flip a coin? Every election season, there are get-out-the-vote campaigns, asking completely unqualified voters to show up at the polls at the last minute and flip a coin. If you've spent the past few years completely uninformed and out of the loop, then do your country a favor. Don't show up at the polls. Don't vote. Take the day off. Go to the beach. Hang out at your local bar. Watch a ball game instead. Or check out some reality TV. Our nation's in sad shape because people like you have been voting. So this year... Do your country a favor. Stay home. Stay out of the vote. America is depending on your apathy. Brought to you by the campaign to promote uninformed voter apathy. Or get informed and vote responsibly. You could always do that. Just remember now, Googling a couple of things is not really research. you got to kind of do a deep dive on stuff like this. In the meantime, though, we've been talking with politicians to try to get the truth out of them. We hooked this average politician up to a lie detector so we could discern exactly when he was lying and when he was telling the truth. Good morning. Ooh, off to a bad start. I'm happy to be here. Really? Can't even tell the truth about that, huh? Your government is hard at work. Not doing well, are we? We we have solved many problems. Come on, just tell the truth once. Care about your well-being. I don't think he has it in him. I'm telling the truth, I mean. We will take responsible steps. Come on now, this is for all the money. Well, we want to solve these problems. We have faith in you. Well, no, we don't. Because the last administration... Ooh, swing and a miss. I promise I will... I'm thinking this is not going to end well. Oh, I promise I will... I... Uh, uh, oh. Oh. Uh, huh? Come on. And there you have it. A perfect score. If I manage to make it through this week... I would like my street jacket to be black leather and my helmet to sparkle. Thank you. 
Talk Radio's thing some lie, letting you vent. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join in at 888-97-Woods. 7.45 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to talk to Don Day. Day weather. Wow, in some areas of Wyoming, that was quite the wind event on Saturday. Don, we lost some stuff. <laughs> lost some stuff and somebody gained something. Yeah, I guess. Wind. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere in Nebraska, somebody has a sign that down there in, in Cheyenne, there's a, a sign for a hotel. It's like an Indian head thing. That blew down. And then there were trucks sleeping all over Interstate 80 and 25. Yeah, I don't know. I know it was a lot of blowovers in I-25 on Saturday. As It was just the perfect setup. We had talked about the very strong gusty winds coming in along and perpendicular to the Cottonelle Divide. It was a classic high wind event setup. Lots of 80, 90 mile per hour gusts. We had some 100 mile per hour gusts wow. and some mountaintop sensors. Um, yeah, and it's one of those just reminders. I mean, it's um, this was the first, I would say, this was the most intense and most widespread high wind event that the region has seen. It wasn't just Wyoming. Right. You know, these, these winds spread out into other states as well. Uh, but uh, folks traveling with trailers, light trailers, I, the, those warnings, those high profile warnings mean something. Okay, so now let's talk about this week, because Saturday morning starts off really nice, but that's a sucker hole to get you to step outside. That's exactly right. All right, so now, snow, wind, I mean, it, some of what you're saying on your forecast today sounds kind of ominous for some areas. It does. It's going to be um, very wintry in some parts of Wyoming here over the next three or four days, and it really depends on where you are, because what we're going to see in the southeast, for listeners around Laramie and Cheyenne, it's going to be pretty mild and pretty windy. But temperatures are going to be 50s in some areas tomorrow, 60s. But then you get into western and northern Wyoming. Cold air with this next Pacific storm starts to creep in along with some areas of snow showers. And we're going to see that cold air and that moisture tomorrow into early Wednesday go into the northern and western counties of the state, while a lot of the central and southeast will be out of it through tomorrow. But this next Pacific storm is is a very intense one, and it's going to be going across the Pacific Northwest into Utah by late tomorrow night into Wednesday. Then Wednesday night into Thursday morning, it's going to jump over the divide. And we're going to see a very strong storm developing over north central Nebraska by Wednesday night into Thursday morning. And what this track does, Glenn, is it puts the northern counties of Wyoming that I-90 corridor into South Dakota, up into North Dakota, Southeast Montana, under the gun for what is looking like a pretty significant winter storm. Uh, we're going to have significant snow in Wyoming's western mountains and valleys as well. Uh, but the northeast corner of the state, folks, need to pay close attention. Okay. And and whose fault is this? Where did it come from? Of course, Canada. Okay. <laughs> Miss Mary has been just waiting for me to play that song, so we finally got that uh, out of the way. Let's see here. Click that down there. Setting up over. Yeah, you got to realize all the button pushing that has to happen for this program to take place. Off to the icebox we go. 
Frank Gambino waiting by. You know, you know Glenn, yes. what, what song do you play when hurricanes trash Florida? Oh, okay. That's a good one. I, there should be a hurricane song out there, you would think. It, right? You know, something like the Calypso song? Uh, yeah, like? that would be kind of a good... The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald? <laughs> no, no, I don't... <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> Wrong area of the country, but it was the same kind of storm. Yeah. Okay, just want to yeah. make sure that we were, we were you know, we're... Uh, yeah. Equal opportunity. Sure. Now, since we do, of course, a lot of sporting events happening right now, with what you just heard from Don Day, is that going to affect anyone's well, travel? Well, um, if he says it's just going to be, you know, the state football championships will be on Friday and Saturday in yeah. Laramie. So if it's windy and, you know, it's going to be colder, we under, you know, yeah. that's that's normal. I mean, if it, if it is a big snow event like they're expecting in the Northeast, that's going to be bad. Okay. And but I don't, you know, what he says is like, oh, we may just kind of escape yeah. that whole deal. Uh, it might be. Okay. And part of it doesn't sound to me, but we'll have to watch see what the forecast does. So much the game itself on the weekend, it sounds more like getting to the game before the weekend would be the problem there. But, of course... They always figure out a way, right? Well, yeah. But, I mean, depending where you're coming from. I mean, uh, you know, if you're playing, you got to you, you leave the day early anyway for the for the most part, just to get yeah. down there. But you know, state football has its own identity. Uh, so there does, are some, yeah. there, Glenn. There's been some years like a, like it was like a couple of years ago. We just marveled how great the weather was, right. and then in other years, it's like oh, you, you this never is know. No, it just it, well. <laughs> If you watch, and this is, I really would recommend for the people who are interested. So on YouTube, Don Day does a daily podcast. And he brings in all the charts and graphs and really breaks down why weather events happen the way they do. And the cycles, why some years it's very wet and snowy and cold and other years not so much anymore. It's really fascinating if you want to sit down and watch a detailed breakdown uh, like Frank's detailed breakdown of sports. All righty. In men's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowboys tip off the season tonight hosting Colorado Christian in Laramie. Pokes have high hopes this season returning the bulk of that team that went to the NCAA tournament last season. However, the team will be without their best player in Graham E.K. for six to eight weeks with a lower leg injury. He averaged 18 points a game last season. We may not even see him for the entire non-conference portion of the schedule. That's a 7 p.m. start tonight from Laramie. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KCGY in Laramie. The high school volleyball season came to an end over the weekend. Kelly Walsh won the 4A state championship with a straight set win over Cody. The Trojans beat Cody four times this season. KW also survived the grueling five-set match with Laramie in the semifinal round. KW last won a state championship in 2019. Mountain View won the 3A title with a five-set win over Ryan. Lyman and 2A Burns defeated defending champion Bighorn in four sets. That's the first state championship for Burns in volleyball since 1992. Riverside won their first state title ever in volleyball with a thrilling five-set win over Southeast. The high school football playoffs uh, con- 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 uh, continued over the weekend with the semifinal round and 4A defending champion Sheridan beat Cheyenne Central 63-42 as Sheridan running back Colson Kuhn set a Wyoming high school 11-man rushing record with an astronomical 517 yards rushing at seven touchdowns. Incredible. Sheridan will play Cheyenne East in the 4A championship on Saturday afternoon in Laramie. The T-Birds hung on to beat Natrona 55-36 on Friday night. In 3A, defending champion Cody over Buffalo 42-7. They'll play Star Valley on Friday in Laramie for the state championship. Star Valley a winner over Douglas this past Friday in the semifinal round 48-27. In 2A, defending champion Lyman lost to Bighorn on the road 7-0. So Bighorn will play undefeated level at noon on Friday in Laramie for the, uh, new, uh, the 2A 
state championship. Level B Cokeville in the semifinal round 28-7. In 1A9 man, defending champion Shoshone knocked off Wind River 40-6, so the Wranglers will be Pine Bluffs for the state title on Saturday at 1 p.m. in Larrabee. The Hornets eliminated Rocky Mountain 35-32. In 1A6 man, little defending champion Little Snake River beating Cammon 71-8. And will meet Burlington for the state title at 10 a.m. on Saturday in Larrabee. Burlington defeated Dubois in the semifinal 77-28. The 4A girls high school state swimming and diving championships wrapped up on Saturday in Laramie with Laramie winning the state title for the sixth straight year. Laramie senior Ashley Mathis won two events, the 200 and 500 meter freestyle. That's it. And that's all of that, as I said last hour, all of that is up on Wild Preps. Not just pictures, but videos of everything that he just explained there. So you can go watch the whole thing over there. Yep, so, we have, we have a, there it was a long weekend. It was, yeah. Okay, so do you take uh, extra time off when you go to the weekend? We're going to go to Laramie for oh, football okay. this weekend. So you're not done here anyway. Okay, okay. When do, when, when do you take a day off? Right? Well, yeah. I, I don't know. Okay, thank you. <laughs> you wanted sports. <laughs> I know, I know. I know. <laughs> you asked for it. All right, coming up on some local business we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that. National, local, update on the weather forecast. Wake up, Wyoming. of Monday, and tomorrow is the deadline for voting. I keep seeing deadline. The reason I say it that way is because you can vote today if you've vote, you've been able to vote for quite a while. But Tuesday, it wraps up then, and we count all the votes. And by Wednesday, you find out who's where. Now, I noticed last hour of the program that there's a lot of third-party candidates and write-in votes in the state of Wyoming right now. The trouble is making enough noise to get notice so people will write you in, but also if you're a third-party candidate, making a lot of noise again is trouble enough. Well, that's why you don't often see Constitution Party and Libertarian candidates winning in the state of Wyoming. It's very difficult to come from that far behind when you're a third and fourth party candidate. Well, the idea of making noise, since I said that, Derek is running for Converse County Commissioner, Constitution Party candidate. Morning, Derek. Good morning, Glenn. How are you? Good. I'm glad you decided to make some noise. So Converse County, it's a, a county commission seat that you're running for? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Now, we have a couple of people. In fact, after you, Marissa Selvig, also with the Constitution Party, she's going to call in about 820 because apparently she heard me saying that you guys don't make a whole lot of noise out there, which I think is a shame because if folks look up the Constitution Party platform, you correct me if I'm wrong, but I look at your platform and who the Constitution Party is. It's what the Republican Party used to be, and we wish the Republican Party was again. Well, yeah, the Republican Party, as far as expenditures and large government, is where the Democratic Party was about 30 years ago. 
Um, and a lot of that is local as well. I mean, the nationally, obviously, your McConnell and the rest of them um, are that way as well. You know, and locally, it ends up, well, you can just look at the Commissioner's Association, you know, Republican state, obviously. They're all for that Amendment A, where they're actually going to take public money that they have in the uh, coffers and chase higher yield. And the funny thing is, I talked to a treasurer, local treasurers are against it um, because they handle the money and they just don't think that they should be chasing yield. And then if you come against something like that, you don't want to reinvest in your community, see? Right. Um, so that's where the Democratic Party was. You know, they, they want to reinvest in the community using your money, whether you're engaged in that or not. And if you come against that unconstitutional, in my view, you know, I mean, the, the founders would have, that would have made them sick to say, well, let's entertain children with public money. Right. Politics does begin, and I think is most effective on the local level. We always have to pay attention to the big national stuff, but really it happens at the local level. Are there any particular issues in Converse County that made you want to run for county commissioner? Well, I've ran a few times as a Republican, switched the Constitution Party a couple cycles ago to give the people, and I don't run from this, I'm honest about it, to give people a conservative option if, you know, these big government and large expenditure Republicans make it through the primary. Right. So, yeah, you know, we, we've had a lot of issues in Converse County. They've tried to shove a rec center down our throat a few times. People barely rejected it. Bring it back up. They say they're not going to bring that up again. Um so these are, you know, these are Democrat stuff from 30 years ago. Right. And the, the Central Committee in the Converse County Republican Party is, or, or, or in the Converse County Republican Party is very conservative, very conservative. But the only reason a lot of these elected Republican officials actually um, even come to those meetings, well, they don't go to the meetings. They want to run for committeemen, and they're trying to make it, a, you know, basically a big spending party you know, running for committeemen and stuff like that. They think it's gone too radical. See, Constitution view now is, is deemed radical. I see, yeah. Well, yeah, So let's uh, define for people, what do you consider to be a Constitution Party member? What points of view do you have to hold to be a member of your party? Well, what is, okay, what is the number one role of government? It is to protect the God-given rights and liberties of the individual. And outside of that purview... If you end up doing too much, it ends up being, it can be corrupt, but it always ends up being inefficient. Um, and the founders knew that. That's why they wanted it fractured from Washington on down to the local level. But see, when you hear folks say we need to get along with everything, that's how you, that's how you get lockdowns. That's how you get all this stuff. All right. You know what I mean? To go along to get along. It's not about arguing and screaming. It's about a separation of powers. I mean, there's no reason any county in Wyoming, unless they're, they have too much of state and federal money flowing into it, you know, there's an addiction to grants now. I mean, a lot of counties have certain people that they go to, let's try to get more grant money, you know, and that ends up basically buying the local government. All right. And this is what you just named there is part of the problem I see with even Wyoming, supposed to be one of the most conservative states. But I look at the way Wyoming spends money, especially when it comes from the federal government. And I think, well, if you're honestly conservative, wouldn't you send that money back? A great example of that is, so we're going to have all of these electric charging stations put around the state because the Fed sent us a bunch of money. Therefore, we have to go spend the money, right? Or as a Constitution yep. Party candidate, would you send the money back? 
I'd refuse it. Yeah. Okay. Well, based on, uh, I mean, and, and there, there's other things too. You know, there's a little. I mean, if you start looking in, the county treasurers know this. Maybe some of them agree with it, but they know what's going on. They they see the books and everything, and you know, to 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 like state one. Say if you say you're conservative, what does that mean exactly? Does that mean just on social issues? Does that mean? Well, let me ask you this, Glenn. Do you think a an entity that has constitutional uh, Authority to levy taxes should give money to 501c3 government approved corporate corporations, charities. Right. Should they? Yeah. See, I'm against. They do it all the time. I'm against all subsidies of every kind. And the number of times that I see people who have a great idea for their community, whether they, they want a rec center, as you mentioned before, or they would love to have some kind of an event center where they can, people can come into their community and, uh, put on, whether it's a show or convention, whatever it might be, and they right away want to turn to government. Hey, we need a high-speed fiber optic cable in our community. So they right away turn to government to get all of this done. So I look at that as the role of the private sector, and the only thing that government should really be doing is making sure that those projects are done, well, honestly and safely, and that's about it. Other than that, they shouldn't be involved at all. Well, yeah, and they're for-profit businesses. That's right. that's what the free market is. I mean, socialism is basically, well, fascism is a marriage between corporate and government. I mean, take a look around. Yeah. Right. I mean, big tech and everything else, they're partnered with regulators. That's, you know, Mussolini named that corporatism. Right. Okay. Uh, so I so have... If you look at it... Go ahead. I have Marissa Selvig coming up in just a couple of minutes. She's your Constitution Party candidate for Wyoming House of Representatives. I've had a chance to meet with her and talk with her a couple of times. But before I let you go, I want to make sure everybody knows. So how do they find your campaign? Because the deadline's running. You're running for Converse County Commissioner. Where can they find you? A jobber for Commissioner. I'm on Facebook. Okay. So And let's get your last name. Pronounce your last name for me. Jopru, Jopru, Derek, D-A-R-E-K, yeah. Jopru, J-O-P-P-R-U. Okay, yep. Converse County Commissioner. All right, thanks for coming on this morning, making some noise. Yep, thank you. All right, coming up on 815. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Here's your morning update on the Wyoming Travel Network. Interstate 90 is dry near Sheridan and Buffalo, but watch out for strong winds and some slick spots between Buffalo, Gillette, Sundance, Moorcroft on the way to Rapid City. Slick conditions in I-25 from Buffalo to KC to Midwest. Slick with snowfall blowing snow, Burgess Junction, slick snowfall blowing snow over Powder River Pass. Strong winds and a few wet to slick spots in Wyoming 59 between Douglas and Gillette. I-25 Cashmere to Cheyenne is dry, but strong winds. Strong winds also reported through Muddy Gap and the Shirley Basin areas. Slick with snowfall drifted snow over Togety Pass west of Dubois. South Pass, slick with snowfall chain law level 1. Teton Pass is slick with snowfall black ice, no trailer traffic. Slick with snowfall US 189-191 through Pinedale. Interstate 80 is wet with snowfall in areas of fog near Evanston to Lyman. I-80 is dry from Granger to Rock Springs to Rollins. I-80 Rollins to Cheyenne is dry but expect strong win. Accessible voting is easy in Wyoming. For persons with disabilities, the Help America Vote Act requires polling places to be physically accessible. The Americans with Disabilities Act requires states to provide accommodations for people with disabilities. Service animals are welcome. Call the PNA Voter Hotline at 1-877-249-6167 for additional information. Wyoming voting, where equality means accessibility. 
talk radio's gotten too serious and too angry. It needs more weirdness, more satire. And we bring it to you weekdays on Wake Up Wyoming. Did you miss your favorite characters? You know, like this guy. Why can't people just have their moms take them to to the hospital? Download the Wake Up Wyoming app, Touch On Demand, and then Wyoming Altered States. Season 2 is being released now. Mom, we gotta go to the hospital! Calling all gardeners. This summer, join First Lady Jenny Gordon's Wyoming Hunger Initiative, the Sensible Nutrition Program, and the University of Wyoming Extension for a second year of Grow a Little Extra. We invite you to join us in growing a little extra to donate fresh produce to local anti-hunger organizations that support our neighbors facing food insecurity. Stop by the Extension office at 2011 Fairgrounds Road to pick up your free seeds or donate extra from your garden harvest. Contact me, Shannon Tippett, your local Sensible Nutrition Educator at 307-235-9400 or at stippett at natronacounty-wy.gov for more information. Download the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app, listen anywhere, and chat live with Glenn during the show on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Eight nineteen is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It's I complained about third-party candidates, fourth-party candidates needed to make some noise because you got today, tomorrow, then people have to vote. A lot of writing candidates around the state as well, and most people don't know the writing candidates' names. So these candidates have a very short period of time left for you to look them up. Now, Marissa Selvig is on the phone with me, Constitution Party candidate for U.S. House of Representatives. Are you exhausted from campaigning, and have you bought a new set of tires yet? <laughs> I, uh, good morning, Glenn. Yes, I am exhausted from campaigning. That's yeah. for sure. My voice is still recovering. And no, I have not bought a new okay. set of tires, but yeah. I'm sure that's coming soon that's because true. I think I've traveled about 19,500 miles on this trip. Uh, just so. about. Everybody who runs for office statewide, I always tell them, just remember, buy a new set of tires when you're, or you're going to have to during the course of your campaign. Anyway, all right. So you originally started as a Republican candidate and switched to the Constitution Party. So why did you switch to the Constitution Party? Well, there were a number of reasons I switched to the Constitution Party. Um, and, you know, most of that has to do with uh, the fact that my voice wasn't being heard in the Republican Party. Um, they were very fixated on President Trump and Liz Cheney and Harriet Hageman. And my, vo- my voice wasn't being heard. Uh, my message of constitutionality and virtue in governance uh, and shrinking the government uh, was not being received because all I was seen as was a vote splitter. So I said, you know what? I am more suited to the Constitution Party anyway because right. they really they really do want to shrink the government, and I don't see the Republicans wanting to do that. So um, that was that was one of the main reasons I switched. Right. And yeah. I'm very happy here. So yeah. we had a chance finally to meet face-to-face at the Chugwater Chili Festival. Thanks for attending that, by the way. And had a nice conversation. Oh, that chili was so good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, here's the thing. When, when they start the lines, go everybody go test, I stay away from that. That's just too much for me. But the, the whole place smells fantastic, though, the whole time they're doing it. All right, so when we were talking, one of the things I, I had said to you at the time is, don't be discouraged by me saying this, but as a Constitution Party member, you are so far behind because many people in Wyoming don't even know there's a Constitution Party. How do you make up for that? Well, I think 
you make up for that for making noise. And, you know, I really have traveled. Uh, I have traveled all over the whole state in these last couple of years. And I have talked to excellent citizens. I've made great headway. Um, I'm all over all the social medias that people are sharing. I've got lots of people uh, saying they're voting for me. They're telling all their friends. And I... I seriously think I can give Harriet Hageman a run for her money okay. because there's a lot of people in this state who only voted for her to get Liz out. And those are the people I'm trying to reach. Okay. Now I'm going to ask you, see, for me, I drilled it down to one question that I can ask that will help me decide if I'm going to vote for somebody or not. And it's this question, Marissa. You get this job. We give you this gig. What are your goals? What do you want to accomplish as Wyoming's representative, sole representative in the U.S. House? Well, I would say my goals really come down to shrinking the government. I want to make sure that we can start the process of actually getting rid of the unconstitutional bureaucratic agencies, not just re-regulating them. Um, I also want to make sure that people understand that they have an Article One, Section 8 obligation uh, to do what the Constitution says they should do, and nobody is doing that right now. I also would like to start the process of ending the Federal Reserve because I think that it is terrible. I am a Ron Paul non-interventionist, and so I want to be a loud voice for getting us out of places all over the world. And, uh, you know, I would like to pass the fair tax because I'm a fair taxer, and we need complete overhaul of our tax system in america so those are some of the main things that i really want to work on okay that's that's a good nice list now who have you been talking to because here's the hard part going around the state of wyoming there's not a whole lot of media and you have to go speak at any place you can find to speak at and try to get people there mm -hmm. to listen to you so what's your campaign been like what's your strategy been like my strategy has just been, you know, finding where the people are. I found out real early on that uh, when I would host a town hall myself, that people didn't want to come uh, because they, you know, didn't know about it or nobody was telling anybody because I wasn't the chosen person from the Republicans or once I switched parties. It was, I don't know who you are. So, you know, my strategy was to find out where the people are. So I campaigned a lot at Brewfest. I campaigned at the fair. We did 12 county fairs in 10 days. Um, we have, uh, I was just in Gillette uh, a couple weeks ago for their Halloween treat streets, and I talked to hundreds of people uh, at the Gillette treat street. And so, uh, you know, my goal is to talk to people where they're at, because those are a lot of times the kind of people who go to those events are not people who would normally come to a town hall. Uh, or any kind of political event because they're busy with their families, with their jobs, with their kids. And, you know, that's what I am. I'm a stay-at-home mom. I volunteer in my community, and I also don't have a lot of time to attend political events normally. And so I, I, that was my main strategy, is meet right. people where they are and show them that they have another uh, option. They don't have to choose R or D. Okay, so let's talk about your resume then, because you're not just walking sure. into this having never served anywhere before, right? Correct, yep. Okay, so what's your background? Okay. Well, my background actually is in speech communication and theater. I was the music director for Central Wyoming College for a number of years. Uh, but for we lived in Pavilion, Wyoming for six and a half years, and I was elected 
to the, sit on the town council and uh, serve there. And I served from 2017 to 2019. Uh, and then I was appointed to the mayor position and served as the mayor of Pavilion from 2019 to 2020, April, when we moved back to Riverton in April of 2020. Okay, so that's uh, the resume that you bring. And then you team up with the Constitution Party, which, I again, I hate to say this, a lot of people in Wyoming don't know that there's a Constitution Party in the state, but you should have built up at least a bit of a name brand. How does the Constitution Party, do you think, finally get noticed in the state of Wyoming? Because most people don't even know you're here. You're right. And that's really unfortunate because I think a lot of people who are in the Republican Party really should be in the Constitution Party. Uh, That's where their values really do line up. And uh, I think that the way the Constitution Party can get their name out there is by continuing to court young people like myself, like even people younger than I. I think that if they get candidates who really are working hard to get their name out there, and are trying and are meeting people and telling people about the Constitution Party, I think that's a way that they can grow. Okay. And, um, and I, know that they, I know that the Constitution Party would like to grow, and we're trying to do that. Are you still a one-woman show in all of this? <clears throat> Pretty much. Okay. Yes, sir. How do you do that? I don't have that? a campaign manager. <laughs> no. How do you do that? You're married. you got kids, right? How do you do all this? You know, the Lord gives me a lot of strategy, and so I spend a lot of time in prayer. Okay. Uh, my my motto is pray and obey. Right. And so um, I, I've worked very hard to figure everything out on my own, and it's been a challenge. And someday I'm sure I'll have a team, but for right. the moment I'm still happy, yeah. okay. happily plugging along by myself. <laughs> right. yeah. Okay, that's fine. So for those people who want to know more about you, they've got to find your website, social media, and I know they can talk to you online too. So how do they communicate with you between now and the end of Tuesday? Well, you can call me. My uh, my number here is 307-438-3448. That's my phone number. And uh, you can also reach me via my website. Uh, that's selvigforcongress.com. I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Getter, Gab. Uh, what else? I don't know. I'm a yeah. TikTok. I even have a TikTok page. Can you believe that? Yeah, I can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You pretty yeah. much kind of have to today. It's almost a number one yeah. media outlet there. Okay. Well, you got today and tomorrow to get a hold of everybody, get their attention out there. Thanks for calling on to the program today. And again, get, one more time, your website is selvigforcongress.com and thank you so much for having me on Glenn anytime good luck tomorrow I appreciate you coming on the program today coming up on some local news we have to take care of then we're going to roll into your weather forecast right after that then we'll do the open phone thing which I always give you some kind of open phones every single day 888-97-WOODS the phone number that's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S wake up Wyoming Seven Woods or chat with Glenn on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app from K2 Radio. I 
8.36 the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. All right, 888-97-WOODS, the phone number. 888-97-WOODS. You can talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine. I'll just kind of roll with the whole thing. And I'm going back now to some uh, local uh, Wyoming stories here that have to do with what's happening with inside the state. Not so much what's happening with national politics, which I know you're being inundated with right now. So I appreciate the two Constitution Party candidates calling into the program. Yes, there are some Libertarian Party candidates out there, too. But again, like the Constitution Party, unfortunately, they don't make a lot of noise. And it's one thing I say to both of those parties. You guys have some great ideas and some great candidates. But you've got to learn how to make some noise if you're going to be effective. And they can bring in voters. They certainly can. Once they learn how modern-day media and attention-getting and campaigning works. Campaigning is a skill that's learned, and it's a difficult skill, but it can be done. That's why I say to every candidate, and sometimes someone proves me wrong, but to most new candidates out there that have never run for anything before, I tell them, you're going to lose your first few elections, but that's your learning curve. If you're smart enough, you learn what you're doing wrong and you figure out how to run a campaign. All right, let's go back to a story that I had earlier this morning, Cowboy State Daily. The story here says the race for a Teton County commissioner heated up last month as a commission vice chair declared opposition to free market housing developments. <clears throat> Read that again. Declared opposition to free market housing developments. The vice chair and Democrat candidate, of course, touted in his comments to deed restriction housing projects in Teton County. Yet one of his Republican opponents has been voting to stifle housing expansion of any kind, including deed restriction. So the post denouncing free market housing is an October 26 Facebook post with an accompanying video, which says, let's be perfectly clear, creating more free market housing does not help our working class, he wrote. I am proud of my votes for truly affordable housing projects and against projects that masquerade as affordable but would just dig us into a deeper crisis. See, this guy is one of those who doesn't understand how the free market actually works. If you really want to solve the housing problem in Teton County, where the billionaires are pushing the millionaires out, and small, average-looking homes, just very, very small, average-looking homes, will sell for like $300 million. You don't do that by ending free market capitalism. You want more of it. Because you would find some very creative solutions. Okay, If you want to destroy the housing market, then do what this guy is suggesting. He said he was proud of voting against and another 83 luxury homes in, in place where uh, we can house locals, he says. It's time to hold developers accountable. Well, again, hold them accountable as if they're doing something wrong. Developers are developing property to make a profit, which is not a dirty word. So, of course, it's, they're not doing anything wrong. We don't need to hold them accountable. But anyway, and create more deed-restricted workforce housing to keep our community members in our community. Now, this is where I've told you before, I've seen already some creative solutions 
Because how do you house the workers in, let's say, Jackson Hole if there's no way they can afford to live anywhere near there on the wages they make as a retail employee, as a restaurant waiter, and there's so many other jobs that they can do there? Even your convenience store employees, but there's so many other jobs that are just basic jobs that people have, whether it's a mechanic or they're a janitor, whatever the case is. How do those people afford to live and work in Jackson Hole? Well, the the answer will come from this. People in Jackson Hole that live there, the ones that are the millionaires and billionaires, will find that they need these workers if their town is going to be a town. But there's no way that these workers can afford to live there. All of a sudden, they have nobody running their stores. Their economy begins to collapse. They have nobody to run anything, not just their stores, anything. Nobody can run anything. You need those employees. One answer that I saw was, I've told you about before, a gentleman who has the KOA campground in Jackson. He also owns a motel and restaurant that goes with it. And while I was staying at the KOA campground, I asked him about these little micro homes he had back there. Are those for rent? And he said, no, that's where I put my employees, or they would have no way that they could possibly live here. So I want them living on site. See, that guy solved the problem, and he didn't turn to government to do it. This is what I'm talking about. Okay, so this gentleman refuses uh, housing. Well, okay. They don't want us here. This gentleman theorizes in the story Uh, He spoke about deed-restricted housing that would choke out the market and stifle population growth as well. Okay, the article, it's a good article. It's Cowboy State Daily, and it goes into quite a bit of detail as it um, picks apart one gentleman who thinks that the free market is what they need to end in order to fix the housing problems uh, that are in Jackson Hole. He thinks, well, capitalism created this problem, and so we need to end capitalism in order to fix the problem. And again, hold apartment uh, developers accountable as if they're doing something wrong, and they're not doing anything wrong. If they build, Let's say they build an apartment building or a condo, and they start renting the apartment for outrageous sums of money, outrageous to you and I or selling the condos for outrageous sums of money that you and I would look at and go, you got to be kidding. Who would spend that much money on a place that small? But if that's what they're going for, then that's what they should do. Because again, they're not doing anything wrong if somebody's willing to pay that much. But how do you get employees there to stay? Well, again, as I mentioned a moment ago, the best way to do it is let the problem happen. Let it happen. And as the people of Jackson Hole, the rich people there, begin to find that they don't have anyone to do the basic jobs that they not only do not want to do, but there's no way they can do all of those jobs. They can't even afford police and fire to live in that area. So what do they do? Watch as the clever solutions start to pop up all over the place. And it's one thing that I do love about a free market system is it's innovative. All sorts of people are going to come up with all sorts of interesting ideas on how to solve the problem. And watch as the problem gets solved. If you want to make the situation worse than it is, do what New York City did, which was housing and price controls, which go ahead, try to move to New York City right now. 
try going to places where they have rent controls, where they have a lot of ordinances and housing controls, or do what this guy suggests doing, ending the free market. If you want to crash the system, you do what he's suggesting to do. But that's the kind of people who are running for office in Jackson Hole. So we'll see who wins. Who do you think wins the day on this one in Jackson Hole? Do the people there understand that this is a free market solution, or do they believe the guy who wants to go socialist on them? We'll see. 845, Wake Up Wyoming. Talk radio's got in your pocket with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Forty-eight to time. It's wake up, Wyoming. Off we go to the ice box. Gambino's waiting by. Uh, so, Frank, as you know, there's a. Oh, you might know the uh, lotto is up to almost two billion dollars right now. Did you hear about that? I think that the payout. Yeah, is, it, is wh- nine tw- nine hundred twenty-nine million. Yes, which I think is horribly disgusting. That you you win almost two billion. But you don't get anywhere near that by the time. And be glad you don't live in a state that has a state income tax. It would be worse. Yeah. yeah. you, you got to pay. Yeah. But, but you know what? I think yeah. you can live on 924 well, I, no, as I, long as no one knows yes. that you won 924 well, or now, I agree. I, I've had a lot of people say, I think I could live on that. But to me, it's also the principle of the thing. They're going to take how much? No. But, okay, here's a woman. You want to talk lucky? She will never be this lucky again. So she claimed her $100,000 in the lottery. Mm -hmm. On her way home, just for the fun of it, she bought another ticket where she won $300,000. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I only win $5 at Conway Draw once every 10 times. This uh, This does happen on occasion. I forget how much they won, but there was a couple that were living in more of a northern state. I forget which one. And they bought a ticket, and they won a couple of million dollars. They moved to a southern state and bought a ticket and won a few million more. Uh, okay. But here's what I would be very careful of if you ever do that, see, because at that point you have peaked. It's all downhill from there. Oh, I, I'm sure that there's people that have had have won the lottery and then have nothing to show for it. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, now, okay, this happens a lot. And I've had this conversation with many people whenever the lottery uh, comes up. Well, what would you buy with all of that? And right away they talk about all these things they want to buy. And my answer is no. Never spend the principal. Invest it all. Yes, and then work on the interest. Yes, the interest and dividends are going to make you a ton of money every single year. So you can spend the rest of your life enjoying spending that, but never touch the principal. So if I were to win this $2 billion, which won't be anywhere near that by the time the government comes in and rips me off, then I would invest all of it, Frank, and I would never touch that. you wouldn't still work, would you? Uh, well, now, it's here. This is, I had this conversation with a lot of people too. Frank, I love what I do. If I had a average job like so many people do, no. But what do I do if I really love what I do? Okay, um, quit. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you won $929 million. Men's college basketball, the way I make Cowboys tip off the season tonight, hosting Colorado Christian in Laramie. The folks have high hopes this season, returning the bulk of that team that went to the NCAA tournament a year ago. However, this team will be without their best player in Graham E.K. for six to eight weeks with a lower leg injury. He averaged 18 points a game last season. We may not see him on the court for the entire non-conference portion of the schedule. That's a 7 p.m. start from Larrabee tonight. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KCGY in Laramie. The high school volleyball season concluded over the weekend in Casper. Kelly Walsh won the 4A state championship with a straight set win over Cody. The Trojans beat Cody four times this season. KW also survived a grueling five-set match with Laramie in the semifinal round. And KW will last one in the state championship back in 2019. Mountain View won the 3A title with a five-set win over rival Lyman and 2A Burns the defeated defending defeated defending champion Bighorn in four sets. And that was the first state championship for the Bronx since 1992. Riverside won their first state title ever in volleyball with a thrilling five-set victory over Southeast. In the high school football playoffs over the weekend with the semifinal round and 4A defending champion Sheridan beat Cheyenne Central 63-42 as Sheridan running back Colson Kuhn set a whamming high school 11-man rushing record with an astronomical 517 yards on the ground with seven touchdowns. That's incredible. Sheridan, beat che- Sher- Sheridan will play Cheyenne East in the 4A Championship this Saturday at 4 p.m. in Larry as the T-Birds hung on and beat Natrona 55-36 back on Friday. In 3A, defending champion Cody went over Buffalo 42-7 and will play Star Valley on Friday in Laramie for the state championship. Star Valley beat Douglas uh, 48-27 in the semifinal round. In 2A, defending champion Lyman lost to Bighorn 7-0, so Bighorn will play uh, Lovell, will play Lovell, who has not lost a, ma- a game yet on in Larry for the 2A championship. Love will be Cokeville in the semifinal round, 28-7. In 1A, 9-man defending champion Shoshone knocked off Wind River 4-6. The Wranglers will meet Pine Bluffs for the state title at 1 p.m. on Saturday as the Hornets eliminated Rocky Mountain 35-32. In 1A, 6-man defending champion Little Snake River, a winner over Encampment 71-8. And they'll meet Burlington in the state title game at 10 a.m. on Saturday in Larry. Burlington beat Dubois in the semifinals 77-28. The 4A girls state swimming and diving championship wrapped up on Saturday. Laramie won the state title for the sixth straight year. Laramie senior Ashley Mathis won two events, the 200 and 500 meter freestyles. That's it in sports. Okay, so, so wait, what's le- with all of those finals happening, what's left? Football! Okay, that's it. Just football. For the fall season. Uh, for the fall season. Okay. All football! Right. And, and what, what's next for UW football? Uh, this week they'll play They'll play again. They're playing in, in Fort Collins for the Border War. Oh, that, that's issue. right, the Border War thing. Playing for the up. boot, the only trophy they should be playing for. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and, the only, and, and they have no choice but to win this one. Oh yeah, it's a It's just a yeah. Okay. It, 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 you just have to. Yeah. Yeah. Forget forget winning any other game yeah. throughout the rest of the year. If they just showed up and played one game, this would be yeah. it. And CSU is bad. No. Oh, well, Which is good. Great. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business, we have to take care. We're going to roll into news time after that. National local update on your weather forecast. Open phones. Nine o'clock hour. Wake up. Point. I am Frankie.
It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Sitting across from me on our own microphone is Laura with Casper Christian School. And we were just getting caught up on how you guys have been doing. And you've been in operation for how long with this new school? This is our second year. Wow. Yeah. That's that's actually a pretty good record there. And you're getting more students. Yes. Okay. Yep. We're up to 51. 51 now. Yeah. So for those who don't know, this is in Casper area. In uh, Well, I could say it's in a church, but... You guys took over a whole plaza, right? Well, we're housed in the east end of Restoration Church currently. We rent yeah. rooms from them. They've been really okay. um, letting us do what we need to in that end of the building. So for now, okay, until we outgrow it, and then we are going to look for another building. Uh-huh. What so. was the reason for wanting to start the school? Well, uh, Pastor Jack had an idea uh-huh. about, I'd say, 10 or 12 years ago that we needed a Christian high school in Casper. And we needed an, a high school accredited with accredited teachers where kids could graduate with the Wyoming standards and have Christ-centered education and Christ-centered academic ex- excellence. And that idea bloomed into this school. Okay. And it just, we ended up with the people we needed and the building we needed. And now we have... Kids started showing up, teachers yeah. started showing we up. Did, Everything yeah. starts running right there. Yeah, it was so, great. I remember your first fundraiser. I was there. Yeah. So that's in part how you do this. So what's tuition-based and... So you try to make the cost a little bit easier then by raising money as well? We do. So it is a tuition-based school. However, we do have a Mountaineer fund uh, that donors help us fund so that kids that may necessarily not be able to pay for all of it can get some help. Okay. So So, how would somebody who's in the area find out if they want to go to this school or is there qualifying for the school? Can anybody just show up? There's an application process and there's an interview process. Um, You get online, you apply, and then set up a tour. There's a a tour, there's a shadow day, you interview with the head of the school, Um, lots of opportunities to look at it. You can come tour anytime, just call the school and set set that up. Okay, so people who are there know that they want to be there at that school. Yes. All right. Yeah. All right. So your kids were in public school, though. You said you liked that. Yeah, yeah, they did. They were in public school. My kids did okay in public school, and we just really enjoyed that this is a Christ-centered academic excellence. Mm -hmm. They're teaching everything. We're not. We're not. We're equipping kids to go out into the world and speak to the world issues. We're not hiding anything, and they're able to learn everything they need to know. So Okay. So in order to raise money, because again, it's a split between tuition and uh, raising money to make it a little bit easier on everybody. So this is your second annual gala celebration, Ramcota Hotel. So people are going to experience what when they go to this? Well, we have a comedian. This okay. is actually our second annual Mountaineer Gala. It's the first year that it's been at the Ramcota. We have Ken Kington coming in. He's a comedian. Um, KenKington.com if you want to watch some of his stuff. He's pretty funny. Uh, we also have a live and silent auction. And okay. we'll start the night with dinner. Doors open at 5. Okay. So that's going to happen this weekend. It is. It's November 12th. Okay. Yes. So November 12th. This is going to be Saturday. Doors open at 5 p.m. Need to get any tickets in advance or just show up? You can. Uh, we'll, you'll need to get tickets in advance. We have some tickets left. Uh, tickets are $30 a piece. Or if you would like to sponsor a table, it's $500. Um, you can get tickets at um, Casper Christian School. You can get tickets at Ticket Leap. You can look up the school and, and find the tickets on there. And you can get tickets at Cascade Coffee, which is in the south end of Restoration. I'm sorry, River of Life Church. Right. So. Yeah. 
Yeah. Which is a nice little coffee shop in a bookstore, by the way. Yes. Because I was there is. when that one first opened up. Yeah. And sit down and had a cup of coffee and a scone. And I thought, this is kind of nice. It's like yeah. a library setting to it go is. ahead and have a cup of coffee. Yep. Right, what if somebody just wants to get involved beyond showing up for this particular event? Are you? Do, do you have sponsors or any other kind of help? Uh, yeah, we do as far as sponsors for the event. Right. Uh, our sponsors for the event, we have a bunch of different sponsors for the event. Um, We've got Rocky Mountain Family Medicine. Uh, we have True Care sponsoring a table. We have uh, some underwriters. Margot and Larry Bean are underwriting. Um, there's there's a bunch of different sponsors, and they'll be out on Facebook today, so you'll be able to see who they are. Okay. So, so. people want to get involved. What do they show up to this event on Saturday or any other way? How do they find you? What do they do then? Um, they can call the school, and they can talk to, to uh, the front office, or they can talk to me. Um, 307-258-9011 is Casper Christian School's number, and that's the best place to start. Right. Or probably a good idea is just go ahead and Google Casper Christian School. Yep. Casper, Up you come, yeah. find out all the information, yeah. see if that's someplace that your kid wants to go. So, yeah, we had a great little conversation before we got on the air here about other schools popping up in the area, school yeah. voucher systems, yeah. things like this. So this is good to see another school option pop up in, in the area. Definitely, yeah. definitely. And yeah. you guys are, have sports teams now. We do. We're now uh, members of the Wyoming High School Athletic Association. So we had a high school six-man football team this year, which they did fabulous. It was a lot of fun to watch. Um, their last game was two weeks ago up in Hewlett. And it was just, it's just been a great, uh, great support, great support from other schools. So these boys have been able to learn. And currently we have a junior high girls basketball team and there's, uh, for next game is Midwest on Friday night, Mm -hmm. five o'clock. So we're trying to get a boys basketball team started for the high school as well. Those boys need a coach. So okay. if you know anybody, let us know. Jump on in. So <laughs> yes. again, this is Casper Christian School's second annual Mountaineer Gala Celebration, Saturday, November 12th. That's this Saturday. Yeah. Doors open at 5 p.m. That's going to be at the Ramcota Hotel. And once again, to find out information, get tickets on this, you go to? Uh, you can actually go to casperchristianschool.org. You can go to Cascade Coffee, or you can call the school. 307-258-9011, or you can go to Ticket Leap and just search the school. You'll find the tickets you need. All right. Thanks for coming in. Thank you. Let's wake up Wyoming. Welcome to the Wild Preps Daily Radio Report, powered by the Wild Preps mobile app. I'm David Settle. The Monday Report is brought to you by AARP and Delta Dental. Six state champions were crowned in volleyball and girls swimming and diving over the weekend. In Casper, the 1A volleyball crown went to Riverside, who rallied from two sets down and beat Southeast in five. It's the first title in school history for the Rebels. In 2A, for the first time in 30 years, the Burns Bronx won a state volleyball championship. They beat defending champion Bighorn in four sets. The 3A title goes to Mountain View, as they won it for the fourth time in school history, defeating rival Lyman in a five-set thriller to win it all. And in 4A, Kelly Walsh swept Cody for their 10th title in school history. Full recaps of State Volleyball are on the Wild Preps app and at wildpreps.com. Did you know veterans, active duty service members, reservists, and their families are nearly 40% more likely than civilians to lose money to scams? Arm yourself through the AARP Fraud Watch Network's Watchdog Alert Veterans Edition Handbook. This free resource will expose new ways criminals target veterans and military families. To learn more or download the Watchdog Handbook, go to aarp.org slash vetsfraudcenter. Brought to you on behalf of the AARP Wyoming Veterans Advisory Council.
As the fall breeze rustles the autumn leaves, don't forget to rustle up some dental insurance for your employees to keep their oral health up to par. Think Delta Dental. When your toothy toddler turns into a recess-loving kindergartner, don't forget to visit the dentist twice a year to protect those soon-to-be big kid teeth. Think Delta Dental. If you're searching for a dentist and don't know where to turn, Delta Dental has the largest network of dentists to help you find your next forever dental home. Think Delta Dental. Happy fall to you all. Delta Dental will continue to be here through it all. Unleash your smile power with Delta Dental. In girls swimming and diving, Lander won the 3A title for the sixth time in the last seven seasons. Head coach Eric DeClue said the girls all season have been tough. Knowing that that second day was coming, that's what we were training them for, and that second day they just they stepped up. The Tigers won by 44 points. In 4A, Lermy won for the sixth consecutive year. First-year head coach Tamara Bredding didn't mind the close meet. When you have competition, it makes those girls rise to the occasion. It makes them just swim their butts off, and they just do so well, and best times all around is great. Lermy won by only 18 points. Full recaps are at wildpreps.com and on the Wild Preps app. This has been the Wild Preps Daily Radio Report. I'm David Settle. For more on Wyoming High School sports, visit wildpreps.com, powered by the Wild Preps mobile app, available for Apple and Android. Talk radio's gotten too serious and too angry. It needs more weirdness, more satire. And we bring it to you weekdays on Wake Up Wyoming. Did you miss your favorite characters, you know, like this guy? Why can't people just have their moms take them to to the hospital? Download the Wake Up Wyoming app, Touch On Demand, and then Wyoming Altered States. Season 2 is being released now. Mom, we gotta go to the hospital! Calling all gardeners. This summer, join First Lady Jenny Gordon's Wyoming Hunger Initiative, the Sensible Nutrition Program, and the University of Wyoming Extension for a second year of Grow a Little Extra. We invite you to join us in growing a little extra to donate fresh produce to local anti-hunger organizations that support our neighbors facing food insecurity. Stop by the Extension office at 2011 Fairgrounds Road to pick up your free seeds or donate extra from your garden harvest. Contact me, Shannon Tippett, your local Sensible Nutrition Educator at 307-235-9400 or at stippett at natronacounty-wy.gov for more information. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on air, online, and on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. This is K2 Radio. 918 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. If you missed the latest episode of Social Justice Warrior, I'll do that right after we get through news uh, about 9.30-ish or so. Triple eight ninety seven woods the phone number right now. Triple eight ninety seven woods Talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine by me. Or use the Wake Up Wyoming app. Hit chat. Then from there, you can go ahead and drop me a note like you're sending me a text message. All right. So earlier this morning, and I wrote up an article on the Wake Up Wyoming website about this. The president has been, I know this is going to come as a shock to you. The president has been contradicting himself. All right, so last week, the president about oil and gas drilling said this. And by the way, by the way, you know, Putin's invasion of Ukraine sent gas prices soaring around the world. But because of the actions we've taken, gas prices are coming down. Here in America at home, they're down $1.25 since the summer peak of $5. And look, back in June, back in June, they were $5 average price across America. It's a difficult time across America. The country stepped up and did the right thing. But not everyone. 
I know we have a lot of leases out here in New Mexico for oil companies, and we haven't slowed them down at all. They should be drilling more than they're doing now. If they're drilling more, we'd have more more relief at the pump. So what he's asking for there, what he's complaining about is that they're not doing any drilling. They should be drilling more. At the same time, now, he's saying that these oil companies need to stop, and he's trying to stop them from drilling. So which Joe Biden do we believe? Do you believe that guy who's complaining that these oil companies need to drill more, or Sunday, New York City, speaking at a rally? Thank you. No more drilling. There is no more drilling. I haven't formed any new new drilling. Now, at this point, what you have is a no, protester out there telling him, but you are drilling, there's still drilling going on, especially in the Gulf of Mexico. That was before I was president. We're trying to work on that, get that done. Thank you. So do we believe the president who said, hey, we need these oil companies to get busy and do more drilling? That's why there's a shortage of diesel and there's gasoline problems and prices are sky high. We need them to do more drilling. Do we believe that, Joe Biden, or do we believe this, Joe Biden? Would there be any place for fossil fuels, including coal and fracking, in a Biden administration? No, we would would work it out. We would make sure it's eliminated. No more drilling on federal lands. No more drilling, including offshore. No ability for the oil industry to continue to drill, period. I guarantee we're going to end fossil fuel. What about, say, stopping fracking and stopping new pipeline infrastructure? No more, no new fracking. We are going to get rid of fossil fuels. I've argued against any more oil drilling or gas drilling on federal lands. No one's going to build a coal-fired plant again, and we're going to get rid of the ones we have now. Have a transition from the oil industry, yes. Would you be willing to sacrifice some of that growth, even knowing potentially that it could displace thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of blue-collar workers in the interest of transitioning to that greener economy? The answer is yes. Okay, so which Joe Biden am I supposed to believe here? Because on the one hand, well, we would be out of trouble now. We would have lower costs. It would be affordable. We wouldn't have shortages and high prices if they were to get busy and get drilling. On the other hand, he says he is actively working on trying to shut down drilling for natural gas and oil and shut down coal as well. Which Joe Biden do you choose to believe? Yeah, I believe the one that says he's going to shut everything down. Because at looking at what he's doing through his administration and through the bureaucracy, executive orders and so on, Obviously, he's trying to shut all of this down. So I know which one to believe, not based on what he's saying, but based on what he's actually doing. Now, watching the president speak, I understand that, of course, he's going to say whatever he thinks he needs to say to the people that are in front of him at the time. It matters what he says to the people who are listening at the time. And most politicians do that anyway. They're not trying to give you an honest answer. They're trying to give you the answer that they think that you want to hear. So forget what the truth is. What do you want to hear? And that's what Joe Biden is doing. So when he's in front of that audience in New York and there's climate protesters out there, you said you were going to shut down oil drilling. He's going to tell them exactly what they want to hear. But when he's in a state... He's not going to come to Wyoming. But were he to come to Wyoming to speak, of course, what would you expect him to say? 
Yeah, okay. So we all understand this, right? All right. Rianne in Fort Danger, is there ever a moment where he isn't lying? Uh, yeah, there is a moment when he isn't lying, and that's when... See, let me define what a lie is. A lie is when you didn't know that what you were saying was... I'm sorry, it's not a lie when you when you didn't know that what you were saying was wrong. Am I doing that right? Let's make sure I get this right. Let, let's say I were to buy a blue car, right? And, Rianne, you were to tell somebody that Glenn owns a red car. There's a difference. Are you mistaken, just wrong? Or did you intentionally tell someone that I had a red car when you knew that I had a blue car? It's only a lie if you know it isn't true when you say it. There. Now I got it out right. So with Joe Biden, I've never – forget the fact that he's suffering from dementia right now. Here's a guy – who at times flat out lies, and throughout his entire political career, I've watched him do it, just flat out lie. There's other times when he's just a fool. Oh, he's not lying. He just doesn't know any better because he's not all that smart. He's honestly telling you what he thinks the truth is. But, of course, what he thinks the truth is has nothing to do with reality at all. So there's a difference. Does Joe Biden ever lie? Well, there's times that he's not lying. That's when he's just wrong. You see the difference between the two. And I ask that. I've been asking that for decades of this guy. Before he ever, well, he's run for president several times. But before this last time that he ran for president and finally won it. Every time Joe Biden were to speak when he was Senator Biden, I would ask the question, is he lying to me or just does he just not know? That what he's saying is completely wrong. I asked the same question of President Obama, too. President Obama lied constantly, but also was just really wrong about so many things. So whenever Obama would speak, I would ask myself the question, does he know that what he's saying isn't true or is he lying? Is he making a mistake because he doesn't know any better? Or is he lying? And there's a lot of politicians like that. But I think most of all, when we come to, well, it happens anytime a politician opens up their mouth. You always have to worry about what they're thinking when they say it. But I think especially during election time, politicians will say to you whatever they think that you want to hear at the time in order to get your vote. Hi, I'm Gil Fulbright. The people who run my campaign, they've made this commercial, and I'm in it. This campaign, it's not about me. It's about crafting a version of me that'll appeal to you. A version that visits random work sites with paid actors pointing at things. A version of me that doesn't find old people loathsome or pointless. Has a conventionally attractive yet curiously still family. Listening to my constituents, legislating, these are things I don't do. What I do is spend about 70% of my time raising funds for re-election. I'd do anything to stay in office. My name's Gil Fulbright, but hell, I'll change my name to Phil Goldbright or Bill Fulbright or fill up my mouth with farts. These are the things that are important to me. And these are the fine people that finance my campaign. Now, in order to do these things, I have to stay in office. And to stay in office, I have to keep these guys happy. Now, if any of these things make these guys unhappy, well, my hands are tied. So come November, the choice is clear. 
Do you want another spineless mouthpiece for special interest in lobbyists? Or a spineless mouthpiece for special interest in lobbyists? I'm Philip Amalfa with Farts, and I approve this message. This is also why I told you. In fact, I did that with a candidate just earlier this morning. I asked us one simple question. That's all I need to know if I'm going to vote for someone or not. You, I don't tell them what my position is. Okay? I don't tell them anything about me. Unless, of course, if they listen to this program, I'm kind of screwed. They know everything. But if they, if they don't know me, I'll just ask them the one simple question. We give you this job. You land this gig. What is it you intend to accomplish? What do you want to get done? And if their answer is to increase the size, power of government, more government programs and projects, more spending, et cetera, et cetera, then I'm not voting for that person. But if their answer is, yeah, government's the problem, we need to seriously reduce the size of it, its power, get it out of your way, then that's a person that just made me sit up and they've they probably won my vote. Coming up on 9.30, local news coming your way. After local news, update on your weather forecast, then it's back to you and me. Oh, and for those people who want to catch the latest episode of Social Justice Warrior, I'll replay that. It's Wake Up Wyoming. is live on AM 1030 K2 Radio and the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. I'm 36 of time. Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. I'm watching Elon Musk having fights with all of these leftists on Twitter, and many of them said that if he took over Twitter, they would leave, right? That was, I knew a promise they wouldn't keep. Now they're fighting with him. And it reminded me of a few years back when, and this has happened more than once. In fact, in probably the past at least three presidential elections, if not more. There were different people on the left. Whoopi Goldberg was one of them, several others, who said that if a Republican wins the presidency, that they were just going to leave the country. Now, at the time, you know me, I'm a charitable kind of guy. I started a charitable organization to help him out. Are you a liberal who actually said out loud that you would leave the country if a Republican was elected president? I'm serving my uh, ticket to get out of here if he win, only because he probably had me deported anyway. If any Republican gets nominated, I'm going to move to Canada with my entire family. Uh, I'm sure you meant elected, not nominated. And, and you're sure Canada really wants you? Now, I know some of you are saying that you'll move to Canada. Please don't. Well, let it never be said that conservatives are not compassionate. Because now, a free service brought to you by Taxing the American People will help you move today with Move-A-Lib. With Move-A-Lib, we will arrive at your door the moment that the election is settled. Our fleet of Move-A-Lib professionals are anxious to get your sorry butts out of here immediately. Need more than one truck? Oh, for God's sakes, we'll take care of that for you. No problem. Can't afford a plane ticket? We'll put you on a boat. Just name a country and we'll provide all the documentation to send you there as quickly as possible. Once you leave, you're not welcome back. And please don't let the screen door hit you on the way out. Call today. 1-800-MOVE-A-LIB. That's 1-800-MOVE-A-LIB. Reserve your moving van before November. I'll probably be playing that again in 2024, but okay. For those who have been waiting, 
The next episode of Social Justice Warrior is out. Now, this is the one you guys have been helping me with. I suggested that the Social Justice Warrior probably needs a car, like a Batmobile. So, Miss Mary right away suggests it should be his mom's car. Yes, and he should be taking it without her permission. And it needs to be like an all-electric car, too. So, you heard episode one last week. Now comes part two of this series. I think there's going to end up being four in all. So he left off where he had to, in order to get into this car chase, wait and charge his car all night long. We now return you to another thrilling episode of Social Justice Warrior. In our last episode, Social Justice Warrior was laying around waiting for his mother's electric car to charge so he could chase the bad guy. Unfortunately, it took all night to charge, and so the bad guy had a chance to go to the grocery store, get some bread and milk, and come home, watch some late-night TV, and sleep until morning. But now, daylight, and our warrior is ready for the chase. At last, the non-binary mobile is charged, and I can chase down my evil nemesis, average white guy. Better hurry. Your mom needs to go to work soon. She'll need her car back. Oh, don't tell her. I said I wouldn't, so what are you waiting for? Uh, well, if I'm going to get into a car chase, I have to wait for him to leave home, don't I? You're in luck. He's getting in his... heck is that noise? Unicorn farts. Oh, this is exciting. The chase is on. Will our hero catch his evil nemesis, average white guy? And what exactly is he going to do with them once he catches them? Join us next time for another thrilling episode of Social Justice Warrior. So it's going to be fun to put the car chase scene together. Because, see, I, I have... Uh, of course, average white guy, which is played by Fire Pit Paul in Cheyenne, Wyoming. And he's already sent me his audio, so I got that ready to go. I put it together. But then there's got to be the car chase, right, between the big diesel power pickup truck and the electric car that runs on unicorn farts. <laughs> so imagine what that's going to sound like. Yeah, that's where. Okay, look. <clears throat> let me be, let me level with you guys. You folks have real jobs that you go to, which is why I admire what you do. Whatever it is you do for a living, it's a real job, and you work hard for a living. I sit in the studio, and this is what I do. I come up with this stuff. Okay, so let it never be said. I, I meet people all the time who shake my hand. I really admire what you do. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. No. I admire what you do, okay? I sit around all day, and I come up with this garbage, and I play it on the air. And you guys think it's great. In the meantime, you're out there slaving over a real job, coming home at the end of the day mentally and physically exhausted. So who should be admiring who here? Exactly. 940, I really admire you guys. I could never handle a real job. I've tried. They suck. 942, wake up, Wyoming. Way. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. Wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Off we go to the ice box. Frank Gambino is waiting by. Uh, Frank, I'm afraid to say temporarily your favorite playground is closed. 
Uh, that would be, and I, I know this is a bit of a shock to you, but Spearfish, South Dakota, there's a kid's playground. And this is back in the days. Remember, Frank, when all of the uh, playground toys were made out of hard metal? Okay, if you're there, I can't hear you. Check your buttons over there. I know he's in the studio. This happens every so often where he has to kind of check things, and suddenly he goes, I'm here. Yeah. Okay. If you can't work it out, Frank, just kind of come over here to this side of the studio, and I'll go ahead and uh, pick it up where we left off. But, okay, there is a Spearfish rocket ship closed until further notice. Rapid City, South Dakota. Uh, ship is is where the story comes out of here. A structure in Evans Park in Spearfish is closed until further notice. The structure is currently fenced in to keep people, well, from playing on it in the meantime. Now, this is back in the days when everything that was in uh, the playground was made out of hard metal. You remember those days? Now, today, playgrounds are entirely different. They even have these soft, spongy floors underneath. So if... Nope, he's there. I can't... (laughs) I'm talking to myself this entire time. Did you hear that? Frank just walked by the door and yelled, sorry, I'm here. And the whole time, Frank, I'm talking to you like you're on with me and listening. Oh, what did you say? Uh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Your favorite rocket ship is closed. Do you remember when you were a kid? Um, hang on a second here. Got him. Now Miss Mary's looking for you. <laughs> you know you, what? I, I look at the clock like... Um, uh, better go. Did you, did yeah. you, did you yeah. miss the last train yeah, into the city? Right. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, when you were a kid, when playgrounds had hard metal stuff... Yeah. Okay. There is a one... You ever see the rocket ship one? It's like three stories tall. Right, yeah. So it's got a coned top. Yes, that's exactly a, and, right. And yes. a cage that's in the... Those things still exist. They used to have one in the park in Casper that was there for years. Yes. And then they finally tore it down only because... Those metal slides would be be hotter than oh my lord yeah in the summer I'm like how do you put kids down there with, and they're in shorts and yes like, yeah oh try doing that in Florida oh how oh my lord I have no idea how they did that but that's what they did but I'm just hearkening back really to the day if you go take a look at modern playgrounds today and they even have these bouncy little floors so if the kid hits the ground it's it, yeah. it, it absorbs it okay. What happened to the good old days when we had to hit hard, solid, compacted dirt? When I was a kid, they called some of those things, they called the monkey bars. Yes. And they were not exactly close to the ground in some places. No, they weren't. I mean, and you could just kind of hang there and everyone would look at you like, well, you might as well let go. You you can't make it to the other side. You know, my family had that that cabin in the Carolina Mountains. When I was a kid, I built a tree fort up there. Way up, Frank. Way up way up and finally one day many years later one of the trees fell down and uh, the whole fort fell apart you know oh but i went back as an adult and i wondered as i looked up there where the fort would have been how come my parents didn't try to stop me <laughs> <laughs> oh no they, they they have plans for you well, the state the the high school volleyball season did conclude over the weekend. Kelly Walsh won the 4A state championship with a straight set win over Cody. The Trojans beat Cody four times this season. Also had a grueling five set match with Laramie in the semifinal round. Mountain View won the 3A title with a five set win over Lyman and 2A Burns defeated defending champion Bighorn in four sets. That was the first state championship for Burns in volleyball since 1992. Riverside won their first state title in volleyball ever with a three uh, for the five set win over Southeast. In the high school football playoff. 
playoffs over the weekend in the semifinal round and 4A defending champion Sheridan beat Cheyenne Central 63-42 as Sheridan running back Colson Kuhn set a Wyoming high school record for 11-man football with 517 rushing yards. 517 and seven touchdowns. Incredible. Sheridan will play Cheyenne East in the 4A championship on Saturday in Laramie. The T-Birds hung on the beat in the throne of 55-36 in the semifinals. In 3A defending champion Cody over Buffalo and Star Valley beat Douglas in the other uh, semifinal 48-27. So Star Valley and Cody for the 3A championship on Friday in Laramie. In 2A defending champion Lyman lost to Bighorn on the road 7-0. Bighorn will play undefeated Lovell at noon on Friday in Laramie for the 2A championship. Lovell knocked off Cokeville in the semifinal round 28-7. And 1A 9-man defending champion Shoshone knocked off Wind River 40-6. So the Wranglers will meet Pine Bluffs for the state title on Saturday at 1 p.m. in Laramie. The Hornets eliminated Rocky Mountain in the semifinals 35-32. In 1A 6-man defending champion Little Snake River beat Encampment 71-8. And they'll meet Burlington for the state title at 10 a.m. on Saturday at Laramie. Burlington eliminated Dubois in the semifinals 77-28. The state high school girls swimming meet, swimming and diving meet for the 4A ranks wrapped up on Saturday with Laramie winning a state title for the sixth consecutive year. Laramie senior Ashley Mathers won two events, the 200 and 500 meter freestyles. In men's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowboys will start the season tonight in Laramie, taking on Colorado Christian. Pokes have super high hopes this season when returning the bulk of the team that went to the NCAA tournament a year ago. However, the team will be without their best player in Graham E.K. for six to eight weeks with a lower leg injury. He averaged 18 points a game last season. We may not see him on the floor until the non-conference season is over. As a 7 p.m. start from Laramie tonight, we'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KCGY and Laramie. That's it in sports. I just came across something here, which I'm a little confused about. Uh, somebody wants to start a program here. It comes with a little neat piece of jewelry that goes with it, but it's called Adopt-A-Bee. A bee, like yeah, a bug? Yeah, like a bumblebee. They want to help save the bees. I think the bees are dying out, so you adopt a bee. Oh. Let me see now. You're do, adopting, we, do, we, do we have to pay? You're do- adopting something that lives for about 60 days. Oh, boy. I don't know how you... Who wants why, to make money on that? Do I get to name them for those 60 yeah, days? It's like when they say, hey, we'll we'll, we'll name that, that star yeah, out there you. a million miles away after you yeah. for 100 bucks." Right. And, and, of course, that's not really official. That's not what scientists actually call that star. Right. So, okay. And by the way, this is impressive. A bee can fly at 20 miles an hour. And it can sting, too. And if you add some Wyoming wind as a tailwind, as makes it, make it can 40. go at 60 to 100 miles an hour. <laughs> All right, thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local, yeah, it was an actual Adopt-A-Bee program. All right. Coming up on some local business, we have to take care of news time after that. Weather forecast. Wake up, Wyoming. So I can't.